Josh is our coroner, Bucky Sr. His dad, Bucky Sr. Sr., used to be our fire chief. Play me out. Excuse me? Uh, he's pleased to meet you as well. Oh. Uh, I reckon y'all okay about two days. I'm sorry, I actually can't understand a word he's saying. He's from the East Pack Hills. They speak a very specific dialect. I went to school with the Hellboy. We'd love to be able to see Mr. Bittman's belongings. Yeah, you know what I am. Oh, dang. Mm. He said the rules won't allow for him to show us Bittman's things. This is an important investigation. Josh, let me handle it. Can y'all be rude? You know what I am? You're like women, bro code, and they have two plays dirt. Hold on now. Oh, don't damn it. You're going to not know enough that you can't put your hands out there. Oh, 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 you're listening to Nowhere in Mulberry, film, television, pop culture. It's where you find it. property right mm-hmm. do you own the like the sand and the water nobody owns the water god it's god's water but what if someone like walks onto your beach right like like if let's say you do own it right no man you don't own the beach well you own the sand yeah, on the beach man what if there's a naked girl on the beach <laughs> that girl's not yours you don't own the girl what if she breaks her foot on your property she could sue me <laughs> <laughs> sue me sue me change anything but you two are friends you know you shouldn't let this come between you come on now shake hands hey sorry sorry good now who wants a shot i do i'll have one i said who wants a shot i do you have any openings in sherburn cap <sighs> not for you guys oh <laughs> come on we're like the sons you never had if you were my son mac i would have smothered you by now Smothered me in gravy, you big dirty man. You put up for a transfer yet? Ugh, I applied for a guard job at the post office. Oh, Oh, you'll finally get to shoot someone. the Delta I used to know. Where's the spirit? Where's the guts? Huh? The 
This could be the greatest night of our lives. But you're gonna let it be the worst. Oh, we're afraid to go with you, Pluto. We might get in trouble. Well, just kiss my ass from now on! Not me! I'm not gonna take this! Warmer, he's a dead man! Marmalade, dead! Niedermeyer! Dead! Pluto's right! Psychotic, but absolutely right. We gotta take these bastards. Now, we could fight them with conventional weapons. That could take years and cost millions of lives. No, no, no. No, in this case, I think we have to go all out. I think this situation absolutely requires a really futile and stupid gesture be done on somebody's part. We're just the guys to do it. Let's do it. you going to answer that that's the fourth time it's rung the last hour oh do you want me to answer it yeah oh okay okay here we go hello okay oh nobody there i guess oh well you probably want to be alone huh yeah okay good It is I, the Jaystrom. It is time for Nowhere in Mulberry. Hello. We're live from the Pop Culture District. And I say we're because it's not just me. I don't do this show alone. You think I could do this all alone? That'd be a lot of talking. I do it with two other fellows. One of them happens to be sitting to my left. That is Stephen, the Pop Culture Zealot. What's up? What's happening? What's up, Stephen? Hey, man. Oh, you want to bring that back, huh? No. <laughs> I didn't stick my tongue out and go crazy. Well, uh, oh, we also have here Mulberry Bill, the Mulberry Historian. How's it going, Bill? Hello. Hey, Bill. I want to smother you in gravy. Smother me in gravy, you big dirty man. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, it's so Is it country to- gravy? It, yes, it is. It's that okay. white gravy that you see, like, the little pepper flakes in there. Mm-hmm. Good time. That's good stuff. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good to be here back in Mulberry, the pop culture district. Uh, it's I've had a good week. Have you guys had a good week? Not I've bad. actually I've had a weird week. I'm, I'm being positive. I had a weird week. You know, like I did the annual uh, go to the eye doctor thing. You get a refill for one year, like, you know, a year's worth of contacts right there in a box and you don't have to worry about it for 12 months. So I got that. And when I get home, I, I've always had the same 
prescription in both eyes. I don't know if that's rare or not. That shouldn't be rare, is it? Don't most people have the same prescription in both eyes? No. Oh, they don't? No. You can have one eye weaker than the other. (laughs) No, both of your eyes don't degrade in the same same rate. (laughs) Okay, well, I've always stuck... I've always had the same contact, so I don't have to worry about left and right. So well, now you do. Yeah. So basically what happened is, uh, I noticed when I got home, they had two different numbers on them. I was like, this can't be right. And I stuck in the new trial pair and it did feel awkward. Now, did it feel awkward because I read there were two different numbers than before? Did you put them in the wrong eyes? No, <laughs> but okay. you know, cause I checked that. Um, okay. So I told Heather, this is weird. My prescriptions change. It's now one number different. And she goes, really? That's weird. And she goes like, you need to call the eye doctor and make sure. Maybe they made a mistake. And I was like, really? You think they did? So I called and the lady was like, no, your prescription has been different for the, since uh, 2014. And I was like, what? No, it hasn't. It was uh, 275 in both eyes last year. And she goes, no, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. And I was like, okay. So I hung up and I go, whoa, have I been sticking the wrong contacts in my eyes all this time? So I felt really dumb. Like, what what am I doing wrong? So I t- tell Heather that. Yeah, I talked to the lady. She said my prescription has been different since 2014. She's like, no, it hasn't. She goes, come They're here. looking at the wrong person. She pulled out receipts from the last couple of years. It's 2.75 in both eyes. It was <laughs> last year. It was the year before. Is this lady messing with me, or is she just mistaken? Just mistaken. Mistaken. Is she pulling a prank on me? Yes, because that would be the ultimate prank. You can't see <laughs> anything. Ha <laughs> ha, good luck driving, asshole. Yeah, so uh, I got to get that worked out. So basically what I did is I stuck two of the 2.75s in my eyes, and now I'm fine. But still. Oh, so you still haven't gotten the, the new... That's... Basically... Oh, it is Friday. I have 3.00 for my left eye and 2.75 my right eye. So I basically have a six, six month supply <laughs> for two. All right. So you're just going to have to take those back. Yes, exactly. So it's a big pain in the ass. So another thing is, okay, this is kind of screwy. I pick up Emma yesterday from school. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because you, I talked to you earlier about this. Uh mm. You know, I'm sit, usually I can sit there and look out and see Emma come out of the school and get into the car. But I noticed, I was like, oh, wait, there's Emma right there. Why isn't she coming to the car? And she was kind of huddled over, like standing under a tree. And she was like wiping her face. And I could tell she was crying. I was like, oh, my God, what is wrong? Why is, why is my baby crying? Do I need to kick somebody's ass or something, you know? So she comes and she gets in the car finally. I go, hey, what's wrong? She's like, <laughs> I got my parka support and it's terrible. Oh my God, you guys are going to kill me. And I was like, well, what, what, just tell me it's no big deal. I, I'm sure it's not a big deal. And she's like, I got a 50 in English. And I go, a 50. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus. So I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, she got a 50 in English. She's in an AP class too. She's got to stay above 80. There's like two weeks left of school. There's no way she's going to get her grade up to passing in two weeks. Right. I mean, they're going to have two field trips before school ends. So I'm I'm kind of like, ah, it's going to be okay, baby. <laughs> Don't worry. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to tell Heather? So instead, on the way home, I'm thinking, and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to write the teacher, 
and I'm going to find out what's going on here, right? I'm going to find out how my daughter has this low grade when she's an A student. You know, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, Bill. So I sent it a nice email. And then, are you still there, Bill? Yes, sorry. Okay. So uh, <laughs> it's just you weren't going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or right on, or anything like I that. I was. You just didn't hear me. Okay. I'm getting I'm getting used to the, the, the Facebook setup. <laughs> so... I send the the teacher an email, like four hours pass, and I feel nothing but dread the entire time. Finally, Heather calls me. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Anything? Is Emma doing okay? And I can't lie. I just don't. I go, mm-hmm. not really. I went and picked her up. She was crying, and I went over the whole story. She was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. So I get an email from her teacher saying, Oh, I'm so sorry about that, Mr. Wallstrom. See, the problem is they had the star test all week, and I didn't have time to grade their TED Talk that they did. They did, like, these TED Talks at School Bill. Oh, nice. Emma did a neat one about uh, gender roles. Sweet. I like it. Yes, and she worked really hard on it, and all weekend she was busy working on it. And I I don't know if she was proud of it, but she was just glad it was done. I'm, I'm sure that it was good when she finished it. And she said, I haven't had time to grade those, and that's a huge chunk of their grade. So once I grade those, her score will skyrocket up. And so there's nothing to worry about. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I was like, all right. So I walk into Emma's room, and I go, I need to read you this email. And she was like, oh, my God. She was, like, so happy. It was so funny. She was telling me today that one of her friends, uh, her best friend, said, Emma, I didn't show my parents my progress report last night. And she goes, why? She goes, I got a 50 in English. She goes, so did I. She goes, really? Do your parents know? She goes, yeah, because it's not true. She's like, what? She goes, they haven't grade our TED Talks yet. So you you are probably passing, most likely. She goes, well, most I likely. She was like, I hid it from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought that was so funny. So that they should have really like attached something to the progress report saying, yes. you know, this grade is not final. There's a, so many points still available. Yeah. The teacher like, basically just... explained she meant to do that, but she never. Did. Oh well, you know what? She... <laughs> Meaning to do something and doing it are two different things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Putting these kids but, through this stress. But yeah, exactly. Me- I would have lost my shit if I was one of those students. Do you? Does that happen all the time in uh, in, in college? college? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> there's um, but we have the way it works is there's like a tally. There's like okay, let's say there's five hundred and sixty five total points available for a semester and as the semester goes on your points are added to that tally so your final grade doesn't come in until all the items are graded right so so like midway through the semester i might have like a 200 out of 500 but the the progress report is useless then yeah the progress reports are useless Ah, so because there's no there's it's not show it's just showing how many points you have so far out of you know how they need to show like they needs to there needs to be a rundown like there is for me on like my online stuff for like Blackboard where it's like okay so this is twenty points this has yet to be graded this is twenty points this has yet to be graded you know it that needs that should have been printed out along with what they sent home right. 
But I'm just glad everything is okay now. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't deal with this shit. This is shit I had to deal with when I was a kid, you know, hiding my progress reports and stuff. Oh, my God. I would take I, – I remember taking my – I one semester, I think it was like – was it? It's like seventh or eighth grade. I was completely out of it. Didn't care. Uh, didn't do a thing. Didn't do my homework. Didn't do any. I was the world's worst student. Like in high school, the worst. That's why college has been such so difficult for me. And I put so much time into it because I don't have the ethic that, you know, it just was never there. And I would take one one semester I like failed, I think, five out of six classes so the moment i intercepted the 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 report card from the mailbox rode my bike down to the video store that had a 10 cent copy machine copied the initial report card then turned the f's into b's copied it again (laughs) and then gave that to my put that in the envelope resealed it and gave that to my dad so my dad gets called into the office whenever I do something. I, I'm sure I disturbed someone's spirit in some way with a comment or a comic book or something that they could have interpreted as satanic whenever I was going to the Christian school. <laughs> um, and, oh, you know, maybe it was uh, I had a friend draw Archangel, this beautiful, uh, you know, the X-Men character on my uh, portfolio and somebody said it was harming their spirit. So my dad uh-huh. gets called into the office and he's like, I don't see what the big deal is. He got through all his classes with bees. Step <laughs> into my office. Yeah. And then uh, that, he had the hammer dropped. Is on that him. kind of similar to harshing my buzz? You're, you're... <laughs> yeah. That was not a fun night to come home to. That's weird. Uh, what? I don't know. We can't explain people who, uh, get offended by things i remember this guy in the break room one time he was like this big christian guy and he was talking about oh i remember i because we had these prints of like angels and stuff and framing he goes i used to have that print on my wall but one night when i was getting up to check on my baby daughter we had it above her crib and i saw demons so i threw it away i got it out of the house immediately I was like, you sure the problem's not with you, not the picture? <laughs> yeah, I actually keep the uh, picture of the master from Manos in my living uh-huh. room. The master will be pleased. Mm-hmm. Freak. All right. Wow. Yeah, and then and then when I walk by it at night, I see his 12 wives fighting. <laughs> you know, I don't think I have any Torgo drops. I never have. I know. What the hell, man? I need to Smack get on it. that shit. Slacker. Bill, have you watched any more MST3Ks, by the way? Oh, God. The last one I watched was... What's the one that was after Avalanche? Shit. See, I've, I'm like, I've watched Avalanche. Avalanche was great. Oh, my favorite one. It was... Um, the very first one. Um, uh, shit. Okay, I'm going to have to look it up. Okay, Avalanche has a moment where they where all this shit's happening, where the Avalanche hits, and you see this cheerleader go across the table and they go the kitchen has yes. a cheerleader and it's yep hilarious. and then they all run into the popcorn wall we all lost it like heather and emma and i lost it i had to like pause it because that was you know there's a lot of chuckles here and there but that was one where you just lose it and that's 
that's my favorite thing about mystery science theater. When something like that happens where one you just have to. to stop down, you know? Okay, the last one I wa- – my favorite one Watch so far has been episode six, Star Crash. Oh, uh, because geez. I never expected them to actually do Star Crash. Yeah. And then when I saw it, I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. So it was awesome. Star Crash is hilarious. Um, oh, man, I can't wait. To then watch. the next oh, one, the last one I watched oh, is awesome. episode seven, The Land That Time Forgot. Uh, and there's a freaking amazing occupational therapy joke in it that I was just howling at and immediately had to record and post on Instagram and Facebook. Again! That was the last one I watched. So um, I'm up to, I have eight through 14 to watch. Wow. So yeah, we've been trying to watch one every weekend, but we missed last weekend. We're going to try to do one this weekend. We had Guardians of the Galaxy last weekend, and we're going to talk about that in the entertainment segment. But first, guys, I have some voicemail. What do you guys say I get into that? Huh? Let's, let's do it. The first one I would like to play is from Sean Uioka. Long time. What's up, Sean? I got to hear this, guys. The master of film. Hi, Mulberry guys. It's Sean from Los Angeles. Long time no talk. Sean. Or long time no voicemail. Uh, that's entirely my fault. Um, lots of stuff has happened in my life in the last few years, and I haven't been able to listen to podcasts as much, so I've kind of fallen off the wagon, and I feel really terrible about it. Um, but I saw Jason's post yesterday about bringing back Nowhere in Mulberry, and I thought, you know, I really should send in a voicemail because it's been way too long. Uh, I really missed the we show. And because I'm a completist, after I started to fall behind, I I always said, oh, I'll start listening again. But but the, the episodes kept building up and building up, and I, and, and I just, it, it became so daunting. But but I thought this was a good time to send in a voicemail since it's, you're going back to the Nowhere in Mulberry naming convention tonight. Uh, and I'm definitely going to listen to this about? one. Uh, for old time's sake, and hopefully start listening uh, a lot more frequently, because I miss hearing you guys. Um, I've changed jobs, and so my old job, I used to listen to podcasts all the time, but my new job, not so much. Uh, I'm actually editing movie trailers now, which is cool, because I see you guys uh, have some episodes about uh, when big trailers hit, you guys talk about them, which which are awesome. Um, But, you know, I hope you all are doing well. I see, you know, Facebook and Instagram posts all the Sean time. Uh, so I think you guys are all doing well. I saw Bill just recently graduated, so congratulations to Hell Bill. Hell yeah, Bill, why uh, are we talking and, about uh, that? Jason and Stephen, <laughs> I hope you guys are, are both doing well, and everything is going really, really awesome for you. So don't really have too much to say, but just miss you guys, uh, and uh, have you. a great show tonight. All right, see you later. All right, Sean. I want to smother that guy in gravy. Smothered me in gravy, you big dirty man. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sean. And I feel Sean shouldn't have been the first one to congratulate Bill. It should have been me. Should have been you, Steven. I'm sorry, Bill. Like all the stuff before the show kind of distracted me. But congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Yes, thank you. Yeah. um, That is awesome, Bill. It's been a long congratulations, years, you know, but it's just it's the first step. I start my uh, my bachelor's in integrated healthcare and psychology in August. So I have the summer off 
um, on my path to my master's in occupational therapy. But uh, yeah, I grad the first step. My associates of applied science and occupational therapy assisting. So I'm going to go on vacation here next week, uh, Mexico for ten days with Natalie, and we're going to come back, and then I'm going to get my certification and maybe try so to cool. make some money before I start Create education better. Again. That's so cool. So you're going to Mexico, right? Yes, we are going to the Mayan Riviera. Wow. Sweet. Yeah, we're flying into Cancun, and then we're taking a bus down to Tulum, and uh, we'll be there for, I think, eight or nine days, and then we go up to Playa del Karma and stay there one night, and then from there go back to Cancun and fly back to Ohio. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm – we're going to be there a couple days. And so once we're there, we'll kind of figure it out and play it by ear. I know one day we're going to be at this place called Shell Ha, and it's like a, a natural water park with, uh, I'm like, on cable new days. yeah, it just looks, it looks incredible. So it's a, it's a vacation that is long overdue and it'll be a nice celebration because Natalie graduated from, uh, Aveda cosmetology a couple weeks ago. And now it's my you turn. And, Spanish though? Yep. Just going to go, Go on vacation for the first no, time in a very, very, very long time for both of us. Bill. Yes. Do you speak any Spanish? No. But you're going to be... Natalie does. Natalie speaks... I mean, she's pretty good with this Espanol. I, I downloaded the Google oh, Translate oh, app oh, on my oh, phone. So if I'm walking around... And man, where we're going is mostly just going to be white hipsters. Yeah, so. you're going to be in a touristy area, right? Yeah, I mean, it's full of hipsters, so I don't think we'll know- really have to worry about If we venture into, like, like Tulum Central or anywhere else, we might have to worry about the language barrier. I might have to worry about it. Well, but also, you could get kidnapped in uh Don't do it. <laughs> Don't even say – I made a joke earlier about getting <laughs> mugged and I removed it because I was like, I don't want to get – I don't want to jinx myself. I, I don't want to jinx you either, but I've got to do what the parent thing is, is don't get abducted. <laughs> right? No, we'll be fine. It'll be – we're going to very, very uh, calm, beautiful Caribbean area. It should be – I'm making about new days. We should have a, a very, very nice time. One of these – I think one of the days I'm going to try to – Try to convince. We have to see how much it is to take a bus to uh, Chichen Itza. But uh, I just keep thinking about, I want to see one of the seven wonders of the world before I die. And if we're only two hours away from it, we should probably try. But I looked at it on Google Maps and it looks... We're from out of town. Kind of underwhelming. So maybe maybe I'll just look at it on Google Maps and go, yeah, I was there. Are you Mexican? I was two hours away. Bill, do you have any Mexican in you? Just no. Go back here in Mexican jail. Yeah, don't no. get thrown into jail either. Don't drink the water. What's another? No, question? don't drink the water. Yeah. I have some Spanish. You have some Spanish in you. I I, I think Natalie has some. Sp- no, she's Portuguese. Spanish people, hot sauce. <laughs> okay. But- yeah, All right, I, foggy. Enough with the Mexican drops. <laughs> uh, we, we, you didn't play the best ones, the most offensive ones, right? Do you guys know which ones I'm talking about? Thank you, Foggy. Where, where do you have like a folder, Foggy, that says offensive Mexican drops? You will be good with the chili peppers. There we go. <laughs> 
But uh, uh, Sean Uyoka, his job is cutting trailers. I want to have him on the show and talk to him about the art of cutting trailers. Yeah, I, we I would be, be fascinated be by that. That would be so cool. So he cool. graduated, he got married, and has a new job. Yeah. Yes. And he's he's like doing the whole life thing, apparently. He is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Like. Good for you, Sean. And now, Bill's on his hot on his trails, graduating, starting his yeah, life. Yeah, Bill, I was so proud of you in those <laughs> uh, graduation pictures. You were in other people's pictures. Do you have ones that are your pictures? Honestly, I really I didn't do that. Like, I was so... Like, Natalie took one picture of me holding my cap, but I just didn't... I didn't have it in me to, like, have my phone out and be snapping pictures. And, like, I don't know what it... I just kind of wasn't... I Maybe it was just... I was just soaking it all in. I don't know. I just... Yeah. I, I wish I would have been, yeah, like, more physically present, but... No, there there really aren't any that I took myself. <laughs> create education better. Yeah, they need to create education better, Bill. All I know is that, you know, <clears throat> if I, I I'm going to digress here and I might offend some people. But the school I went to is in rural Ohio. And mm-hmm. we had this uh, uh, speaker named J.D. Vance who wrote this book called Hillbilly Elegy come out okay. and it's basically like everything fox news loves like pull yourself up by your bootstraps get to work get an education it's put take, together wrong bro take the take the jobs back uh don't listen i think my favorite part of Hillbilly. his speech was Rednecky. talking about how Steve Jobs said at his at at JD Vance's commencement at Yale, you know, this guy coming from, you know, uh Middletown, Ohio and then talking about his how at, at a freaking two year community college, his graduation at Yale I like uh, slap myself on the back, thank you very much. Uh about how Steve Jobs said, Follow your passion and he was like, That didn't really ring true for me because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew I, I just wasn't passionate. So I don't think I don't think that's the thing to do. I think you should really just, you know, do what pays you well. My real I'm, passion just, is my I'm just sitting there scratching my head like Is this guy supposed guy, to be some deep thinker? Like people it, are hanging on to his every word? Oh my god. The people it, they loved it. Like at one point he talked about how his meemaw his grandma couldn't get around the house very well, so she had 19 guns in her house because she never knew where she would be, and she'd always need, always need access to a gun. Yeah, and right, like just right. the crowd just roared. Just it was amazing. What, what is that? Hello. And, uh, yeah, is there's Mima. Deep stuff. And it was. I'm just sitting there going, "Are you kidding me?" Like it just talk about being in like the twilight zone. I am. Are you like I'm on the wrong side of town here? Oh, I, oh! I've known the entire the entire time. I've I've like I, I've been criticized. I've been looked down upon. I was, is it safe to call me a progressive liberal? I don't know, but you know, it's like I I've gone to school wearing my Ohio Pride shirt. Squirting your butt stuff. with a water hose. And then I've had people never talk to me again because I support 
the LGBTQ community. Like, it's like, that's the sort of place that I went to college. It's just incredibly, uh, like, narrow-minded, deep red state Donald Trump-loving weirdos. Yeah, were they, <laughs> were they pretty upset when Trump lost the presidency and Hillary was elected? <laughs> they, I, think, I think one of the greatest moments was one of the kids in my class wore a shirt that said, Trump is my president. And I was just like, you know what, dude? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, good for you. All right. Let's see how well that works out for you. You know, so it's just, I'm just, I'm I'm very glad to get out of there. I was, uh, I'm glad to have a degree, (laughs) but it's, it's a little backwards. You know, it's, it's, um, it's disappointing. Uh, and I've had some troubles with it. Uh, but it's just, you know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's not to, not to judge or anything like that, but it's just like, not my scene. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to be moving on and I'm glad um, to doing 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 good work and doing my thing. I am too. That's good. Yay, Bill. That's what I say. Yay, me. I did it. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we have another voicemail. Let's check it out. None of these are labeled. Don't know who this is. E.T. Landfill. This is Swiley. Swiley! Just wanted to leave some feedback on the latest episodes I've listened to. A while back you were talking about uh, movie soundtracks and the use of temp tracks where directors will take pre-existing music, oh, yeah. usually classical music, and um, make a rough cut of the movie. Uh, using that music, and then uh, hire a composer to write music for the movie, and then often the composers feel like they don't have any leeway in creating their own, you know, melodic music. I think you had mentioned uh, Stanley Kubrick and 2001. Oh, yes. And um, in that instance, the uh, Kubrick hired the composer Alex North to write music for it, and, you know, they had worked together on Spartacus, and, you know, he's a respected composer in his own right. And it's interesting, if you listen to the music, which, is, of course, was not, never used, Kubrick used his um, temp music, uh, Strauss, Richard Strauss and Johann Strauss, in the, mu- in the movie 2001. But if you listen to North's music, it's really, it's quite good. So, some of it's very... Uh, beautiful and melodic, but of course it's not as, you know, th- there's no way it could have ever been as iconic as, you know, the Blue Danube and also Strach uh, Zarathuth- Zarathustra. <laughs> the famous, Fake you know, opening Zarathustra. scene. So, yeah, that's... It's it's a practice that's gone on for a long time, and it is. I can't imagine how frustrating it is. Um, another example is uh, Danny Elfman with Spider-Man Two. You guys, I think you talked about that a long time ago, where he, where um, Sam Raimi basically told him, "You need to make your music like uh, Christopher Young's music for Hellraiser 2, I think it was, and 
Alfin basically quit over that and had a huge falling out with Sam Raimi. So yeah, um, and I know, and I know there's been uh, several um, YouTube controversies with sound like music tracks. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, on another topic, I enjoyed um, Adam's uh, beard advice. That was an interesting segment. <laughs> the uh, the facial hair, uh, I guess. Doctor, you that show, Bill. the beard whisperer, Adam Howard. Um, and what is it with beard. Adams anyway? Have you guys seen uh, the HBO series Big Little Lies? It has um, Adam Scott in it, and he has a tremendous beard. In that, oh yeah, I have beard envy. Um, and finally, uh, that's what I call pop casting. No, seriously, you should have a like a new Patreon goal so that you can raise enough. Money for you know from your Patreon subscribers for better equipment, you know, hey, better you microphone or wiring Smiley? or Come on. whatever setup you need. Let us know. We'll support the show. All right. Yes, Thanks, because you everybody. all have so Keep going. Well, I'm Swiley. <laughs> Out. Swiley. I don't need to be ungrateful. <laughs> no, no, no. But he's right. There is an episode of the show where there was bad popping, and uh, Stephen and I, I think we figured it out. Um, oh, nice. I was dragging the wires across the carpet before connecting it to the computer. I honestly think static uh, electricity was getting in the wires. Yes. And yeah, that's pop. probably what it was. But ne- ever since that show, I've been unraveling the cable in the kitchen on the on linoleum, the, on the, floor, linoleum on the on for, tile you for tile. mica on the tile, whatever it's called. And not on the carpet, and we haven't had any pops, so I honestly think that's what it was. But okay. I do want people to become patrons for as little as a dollar. Yes, patronize us. You gain access to a new show called uh, Patron Update. So at the beginning of every month, I will drop a new show where I tell you all about our future plans, and I'll tell you all about secret little details no one else knows about certain episodes. And you hit that certain goal in the Stephen King book series, Dark Tower Gets Finished. That's right. We will finish the Dark Tower series when we hit 175 a month. Honestly, it should be like 200 or more than that, because that's going to be a lot of work. But anyway, (laughs) I've already got it on there, so I can't change it now. But (laughs) everyone, if you want to just donate as little as a dollar, I'll... There will be a new thing I'm adding to the $5 tier, and it's an idea I thought of where I do a Jstrom commentary to my favorite films. Now, this will be different when I have Bill, you, or Steven, uh, and we do like a Nim Movie Mini or something. This will be me in my living room hitting record and me watching a movie that I really like or something and talking all about it. Uh, The $5 tier and up. We'll get access to that. And I'm going to try to do one a month, hopefully. I know it's going to be hard to do, but I'm going to try to do that. If I see a couple of patrons hop on for that, I'll definitely be more motivated. So patreon.com slash landfall. And also want to plug one more thing. Uh, I created uh, an Entertainment Landfill YouTube channel. So everybody, I need you to subscribe to the Entertainment Landfill channel because you can't create a custom... uh, uh, I'm sorry, did I mean Nora Mulberry? <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I created a Nora Mulberry channel on YouTube, and 
if I get a hundred subscribers, then you can create a custom URL. Do you like how they do that? You can't like, I can't have like, uh, you know, YouTube at youtube.com slash whatever until I have 100 subscribers. So right now I have about 19. So if you guys would just throw the show. That's a good number though. Stephen King would like that number. Yeah. 19. And then you'll go insane and the town of Ludd will all attack you. But at least I just re-listened to our gunslinger show. Bill. <laughs> That's like nice. fresh in my mind. I want to publish the three dark tower shows we did on YouTube. I think it'd be fun. I mean, it's just audio. There's no video, but it'll be fun. So anyway, I'll remind you of this stuff at the end of the show. Let's go to our next voicemail. Hello, entertainment landfill crew. Oh, wait, what am I? That's not, that's not right. Uh, nowhere in Mulberry crew. Sorry about that. It's been too long. Uh, this is, uh, Adam Sexton leaving some voicemail, a longtime listener, uh, frequent caller, and, uh, just wanted to leave some feedback. Uh, first item on the agenda, love the trailer reaction episode regarding the last Jedi and, uh, also the discussion regarding, uh, mystery science theater 3000. Uh, you, My thoughts on the Last Jedi trailer are pretty much the same as yours. Uh, of course, we know we're going to get a, uh, a a trailer or two or three further on down the line that will flesh this uh, movie out just a little bit much, little little bit more, but not too much that'll spoil anything. And uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited about the fact that Ryan Johnson is involved, both as Writer and director. Uh, at some particular point during the discussion, uh, you two guys uh, decided to, in a weird turn of event, or at least uh, in my opinion, started to trash Looper. And uh, I, I love that movie. I think it's great. And, and that, that was just weird. I, I'm just going to have to completely disagree with you guys. I think that movie is aged beautifully. And, uh, Jason, you're wrong about the kid. I think his name is, uh, Pierce Gagnon, uh, if I'm even pronouncing that correctly. It'll never work again. Uh, that's about never. as good a performance as you're going to get from, like, a four or five-year-old. So, um, you're just wrong, suck. man. Just, you're just <laughs> wrong. Just accept it. <laughs> and, no, uh, and a but, uh, I, I, I have it. full faith in Ryan Johnson, and, uh, this could be, like, the best, uh, Star Wars film, uh, or at least it could be better than Force Awakens, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Also, during the trailer discussion, Bill had talked about the teaser for the trailer for The Kingsman, The Golden Circle, and at the point of the recording, the full trailer had not yet been released, Uh, and I want to know if Bill had seen the trailer at this point and want to know what he thinks about it. Uh, last weekend, like so many other people in this country and uh, over the world did, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and uh, yes, loved we're it. Talk about that soon. I think it's the best possible m- sequel they can make to such a first perfect great film and really loved the emphasis on character. Uh, they could have. James Gunn could have easily fallen into a trap where it was just plot heavy, but everything was focused on character, and uh, it was so it was so hilarious. 
and so affecting, and uh, every character got a chance to shine, and uh, there was uh, great focus on characters having to grow and mature and evolve, and there were so many great moments for, especially, I think, like Rocket uh, and Peter Quill and Drax and even Gamora all had great moments, especially with the other characters like Nebula and uh, I, I love the character of Mantis and Kurt Russell. I mean, I don't even know if I can describe his performance. I, uh, he was he was wonderful, even in that second you know that that second half where you know that that big twist came about. But uh, man, the, but I think the MVP of the movie is definitely Michael Rooker. Uh, as Yondu, and uh, man, what a great send-off. The last ten minutes of that movie just caught me completely off guard. It it was about as emotional as uh, the end of Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. And uh, I texted Jason about this uh, earlier this week. The the in-credit sequences, we were, I guess, treated to like four or five I didn't think really we needed them. I do. I do like the teenage Groot uh, credit sequence, fast. but part of me kind of wishes that it could have ended the film on that bittersweet note of, Jeez, and then just went into the credits. Man, yeah, uh, I know. That's man. just me. That's not a you know a problem. That's not a, a flaw in the movie. Uh, by any case. And uh, just those are my brief thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved it. I'll probably see it again this weekend when I go see uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, which I'm looking forward to. I don't care what the critics say. They're just hard to impress, and they don't like Guy Ritchie. And uh, apparently they think that... uh, (laughs) Apparently they think that uh, the Arthurian legend should be treated with respect. To me, that's that makes as much sense as people attacking Darren Aronofsky's Noah for historical accuracy. That's just completely bonkers to me. It Whatever. Is as it uh, moving on, uh, I've been playing a lot, playing a lot of uh, video games, especially on the handheld. The big thing was I acquired finally a Nintendo 3DS XL. I got it for really cheap, and by cheap, I basically found one abandoned at work, and uh, I get it was in one of the gyms that I clean. And uh, initially, I put it in my closet uh, and hid it, just you know, so someone else wouldn't steal it, and kept waiting to see if a student would come by and ask around for it. And I'm usually there, like. You know, early in the afternoon, and if anyone was really looking for it, if anyone really had missed their uh, device, they would have they would have notified me by now. An entire month went by. I said, you know, finders keepers, it's mine now. Uh, rebooted the system, added my own uh, Nintendo Network ID, purchased a bunch of games. I've been playing Super Mario 3D Land, which is excellent. Ocarina of Time, the Legend of Zelda game in 3D. Uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Uh, I bought Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate, but I haven't played it yet. And there's some virtual console games uh, that I've bought. You know, Dr. Mario, the original Super Mario Brothers. You know, the, the, the essential stuff, in my opinion. 
uh, on my PlayStation Vita, I purchased f- uh, for really cheap. There, it, there was a, a PSN sale last week, and I got Dragon Quest Builders, and this is a combination of Minecraft and a straight-up RPG set in the Dragon Quest uh, world. Uh, I haven't played any Dragon Quest games, but this is an easy game to get into. Uh, I love the presentation. I love the act of building stuff. And uh, I've only... I haven't gone into the game super deep, but uh, I can't wait to see where it takes me. And I was glad finally to uh, get it for a really good price and uh, highly recommend it. I do believe it's on PS4 as well. So if you get if you find it for, find a good deal for Dragon Quest Builders, uh, I highly recommend it. Oh, I've seen it. Uh, it does look cool. Also for on the PS4, type of thing. I played a lot more of Stardew Valley. I'm uh, about to <laughs> close up on the second the year. Of living in my uh, farm in the little valley where my character exists. I've made a whole lot of upgrades. I've upgraded my house. Uh, It's got, you know, bigger living room, bigger kitchen. There's an extra room, I guess, for a bedroom or whatever. Apparently, there's also a bedroom that contains a crib and two twin beds. So I'm thinking, uh uh-oh, I'm going to be marrying someone and making babies in this game. So there's that to look forward to. Um I've uh, added a barn. I'm raising chickens and cows and goats, and I'm wow. getting eggs and uh, milk, and I'm turning that stuff into like cheese and uh, mayonnaise, and selling that for a for a big big price. Wait, I, I've got lots of. I've been able to make a whole lot more money in my second year, and uh, there's just no sign of stopping. This is a wonderful game to get lost in. Uh, also, I had a stable built. I've got a horse now. The horse <laughs> basically uh, changes the game. Uh, you can move across the map so much quicker. You can get a whole lot more stuff done. I freaking now. love this game. Uh, it was $15 on PSN. They've recently put out a physical version of it. I think it's like 30 bucks, depending on where you buy it. Uh, it is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, so, Jason, when Emma gets this thing, make sure she doesn't completely lose herself into it. She's going to fail. All uh, that's pretty much all yeah. the information or the feedback that I want to leave. Uh, it's good to know that you guys are teaming up together. The band's finally back. And uh, can't wait to see uh, yeah. or hear how you guys uh, handle the old classic format. So. Jstrom and PCZ Steven and Mulberry Bill. Uh, good luck on the show tonight. Hopefully I'll be in the chat room and I will check you guys later. Bye. Spoilers detected. Oh, that's a little weight though, isn't it? Pretty much says everybody who dies in Guardians of the Galaxy. No, thank you, Adam. Thank you so much. That uh, Stardew Valley sounds like one of those games where it will steal your life away. Yeah, I I have zero interest in that. Yeah, it, I'm afraid for Emma to play it. I finally got her off friggin' uh, Minecraft. Now she plays Zelda all the time. Which, by the way, I saw something hilarious her playing the other day where she walked in some lady's flowers and the the person they don't talk they go make sounds and you see wait i thought that i thought it had voice acting in it it does but not everybody does oh that's convenient yeah and the the girl said don't walk on the flowers to link 
And Emma goes, watch this. And she walked on the flowers again. And she goes, I said, don't walk on the flowers. Like the wording gets bigger. <laughs> she goes, watch this, watch, watch this. And the, it's like, oh, I said, don't walk on the flowers. And she goes, okay, watch this, watch this. And she walked <laughs> on them again. She goes, I told you. And finally she attacks you. Oh my gosh. It That's is brilliant. so funny. The body language of the character though, just getting frustrated was so funny. And, uh, I th- oh, we actually have one more voicemail, then we're going to get into entertainment. Let's get this out there, guys, right? Oh, and by the way, Bill, did you watch the Kingsman trailer? Yes. I got it's it. Very, it's very impressive. It is. I finally watched it. I've never seen the Kingsman. I don't You've even... never seen the Kingsman? No, I wasn't sure if I really cared or not. Oh, my God, it's so much fun. Yeah. I, I think. Really? Yeah, we, it's, we saw that in the theater. Yeah. Yeah, I so saw it in the It's theater. such a fun movie. Okay, okay, I'll watch it. And uh, I'll go see the new one then. Okay, let's check this out. Ken Proventure, uh, by deduction, I know this is him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello, folks at Entertainment Landfill. This is Ken calling from Tokyo, and I just wanted to leave a voicemail. I haven't left a voicemail in a few weeks, so uh, I missed you guys. And um, I wanted to thank you for the great content that's been coming out. The regular episodes and then also the trailer react, which I think is really fun to hear. I, I wonder if you guys wouldn't mind adding different kinds of trailers to the mix, like trailers for little weird movies as well as the big blockbusters. No. Because um, the blockbusters, they get, you know, they all look the same after a while, just you see the special effects and the yeah, funny lines and I'll, the, I'll you know, like, they take a pop song even TV and, trailers. and give it a. And like give it a series. new, you know, vocal or reverb or something. And, you know, that's the formula. But really weird little movies, I think, uh, the trailers for them, they have to do, they, they have, it's it's harder to do a trailer for like a low budget drama or, <laughs> or you know, a quirky little, you know, uh, comedy um, made for, you know, $500,000, you know. Um, okay, so... Uh, I think it's and I wanted to, make to a bad give a shout out to Adam Sexton, who I think mentioned my name a few weeks ago, saying we. I guess we were in the chat room a few weeks ago, and I had to take off, and uh, and I didn't get a chance to chat with Adam, so uh, I didn't. You know, I, I I would like to catch up, so maybe next time there's a there's a show we can be in the chat room. We need an Adam um, and Ken podcast. And uh, so what's been going on here? So. You can talk about I saw one thing Valley. recently I liked, which is that Ghost might actually in the end up being longer than our show. <laughs> and I don't remember you guys talking about that at all, except I think maybe you talked about the trailer or uh, the, the the controversial casting of Scarlett Johansson, which to me is just you know I don't know it's uh, it's strange. Who would complain about something so Did you guys ever see that? like? abstract until you've seen the movie like how do you know how do you know it's it's a bad performance or racist or whatever it is until you've seen it i don't think anyone who sees ghost in the shell would walk out saying oh yeah that was so racist um for so many reasons but anyway i thought the movie was fantastic and I loved just the look of it, and I saw it in IMAX 3D, which is probably the best way to see it. Nice. I don't know. I, they have IMAX If you Japan. saw it on a little TV screen, it would probably just be like, bleh. it would probably just look like, you know, 
some made-for-Netflix sci-fi show or something. I don't know. But to see it on a big screen in 3D is incredible. Um, the the world of the movie is a world of 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 just surface uh, consumption. <laughs> There's no one has. I mean, that's the theme of the movie, right? I mean, um, bodies are disposable. Um, it's just what we have as a soul, which is, you know, rip off a robot, which can be swapped out of bodies. <laughs> you can even replace a soul, you know, it's, so what is the, what is the meaning of anything? You, you know, replace so that's that kind of movie, but it's also very entertaining and colorful and, and I just really enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun to be in that world for, you know, about you know, uh, 90 to a hundred minutes and then walk out and just be like, yep, yeah, that's where we're going. We're, we're I can see it. I can see it happening. Um, so it's it's fun. it's a fun little concept, uh, and it didn't try to be bigger than that. It didn't try to you know, it didn't try to make big statements. Uh, it was just a good, tight, entertaining sci-fi drama. So I recommend that. Cool. Uh, I haven't seen much of what you guys have been seeing because I'm in Tokyo, and that means. Um, I'm sort of, uh, you know, let's say Tokyo is the city of the future. Well, the f- all the movies uh, that you guys are seeing will come out here in the future. <laughs> so, uh, for example, uh, Alien Covenant opens here sometime in September. So I'll have that to look forward to. Wow. Uh, I was just looking at the calendar, and uh, next week, Manchester by the Sea is coming out. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> May 13th. Wow. How exciting. And there's even a movie from 2015, uh, The Witch. The what? Witch is is coming is out in Japan. Uh, let's see, I got the calendar right here. Is that the Vin Diesel movie? Um, it's coming out July 22nd. So Witch? I'll get a chance to take a look. It's probably already on cable by now, or maybe regular television. <laughs> uh, but I know I'm a broken record complaining about that stuff. But that's uh, that's just the way it is. Um, okay, change. so I hope you guys are doing well, and I look forward to hearing the next show. And um, take it easy. Bye. Thank you, Ken. Well, and uh, no. we're boycotting the uh, Manchester movie because uh, of Casey Affleck, like uh, like uh, being a perv or something. I can't remember. Heather told me yeah. not to watch it. <laughs> yeah, he's an accused. I believe he's an accused rapist. Oh, or molester not, or something like yeah he's her, not he's not good people he's an accused harasser of women is basically what it is yeah he's he's kind of a dick um but ken has i'm sure been able to see your name which i saw twice uh this month <laughs> which was <laughs> huge over in japan and apparently there's even like this backlash against it it's like you either love it or hate it kind I of a situation bill i just i was laughing because natalie said casey affleck is a sex offender <laughs> yes. but yet, yes i your, believe he is a sex offender your name which you've uh told me about i want to see that so bad yeah, it's uh, it's I personally I think it's fantastic. First time we saw, it, we were both just in tears. Uh, the second time we saw it, my legs were cramping, so I watched the majority of it standing up in the area that goes into the theater doing stretches. But it was still, it's still fantastic. That's um, awesome. 
but it's like it's based on this novel uh, written by uh, Makoto Shinkai, and uh, you just made that name up. Uh, no, it's it's uh, and, and he actually uh, directed it. So come on, Father, um, what the hell? Uh, and it's just it's it's this really beautiful film about uh, uh, there's a comet passing and there's a boy and a girl and for some reason the boy and the girl start switching bodies. Last week, Japanese scientists explains, <laughs> and uh, they just start to like interfere with each other's lives. Wait, and then I had no start... idea that's what it was about. Yeah. Oh, so cool. they. It's yeah, they think it's dreams. Movies? It's a body switching movie? Yeah, it's a body switching movie. Freaky huh. Friday. Yeah, it's kind of a Freaky Friday thing, but like a lot deeper because it's, you know, in Japanese culture, there's a lot of like like sexual angst and there's uh, oh, yeah. dialect issues and there's different interpretations of cultures in different areas. And it's just, it, there's all kinds of like deep meaning to it. And, um, but it's just a beautiful film. It's a really, really beautiful film, um, awesome. and I can't, I can't wait. I, I, it's like I told you. I said you got to take Emma to see this. She will just die for it. Oh. It's just one of those movies that I know that she will love. And I even like right. we, we had to find the soundtrack and all that. It's just, it's just such a. I, I personally love it, and uh, um, I'm sure that I think that came out in like uh, 2016 in Japan, like August of 2016. Yeah, I can't had to have seen it. Yeah, so, and it, it got its release here a couple months ago, and we only just got it in Columbus in April, so uh, I was very, very happy that we got to see that on the big screen, because it's a, it's a special movie. Cool. Well, what do you say, guys? We're falling a little behind here, but let's get into entertainment and quickly go over Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. What do you say? Yes. Let's do it! All right, guys, do you remember me talking about a movie called 52577 by Patrick Reed Johnson about him growing up in the 70s? And he was the first person to ever see Star Wars that didn't work on the film. Yes. He was like into effects and making his own movies. And his mom called um, one of the people, effects people. They flew him out to California in they were like, hey, you want to watch a movie? It's called Star Wars. And they showed him. And so he went back to his hometown. And he was trying to tell everybody, there's this movie coming. Don't you guys know? Understand? And nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. Well, that movie is finally coming out on 525-17. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like it's going to be. It's going to be very limited release, Bill. The closest yeah. theater is Houston to me. Ooh. I know, and you can actually sponsor a showing. What you do is you uh, make a deal with the theater. Like, hey, I'll do this. You have to get like 57 people to pre-order their tickets, and then they'll show the film. I don't know 57 people locally, so (laughs) I don't think I could do it. But maybe I just got to wait for video on demand. I don't know. But can you believe he's been working on this film for this long? It was originally supposed to come out in 2007, uh, the same summer as The Phantom Menace. Wow. Wow. But it's finally coming out. I can't wait to see it. So, okay, guys, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was a lot of fun. 
Adam told you all about it. We could just move on to TiVo, right? <laughs> or, no, seriously, though, I thought it was a lot of fun, but it was a great it was great that it was about something, you know, mm-hmm. and my, my favorite line. I mean, Kurt Russell was great in it, but my favorite line was Yondu was like the star of the he was great in the he says he may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. I love that yeah. line. Right. Yeah. Yondu basically raised Peter and it showed, you know, hey, you may have had a shitty father, but you were raised by this guy. And I may have been a shitty father, but I did my best. Yeah. And there were so many fun moments in that, but I loved uh I loved the fact that Rocket and Yondu bonded over he because he's like i i know what exactly what you are you're somebody who pushes everybody away well how do you know so much about me it's like because we're the same you know we're exactly the same baby groot how great was baby groot that part when they keep sending him back to go get go get the fin out of that drawer and he doesn't understand he keeps bringing different things (laughs) he brings a severed thumb and i'm like severed toe and he's like uh do you guys have a drawer with toes in it or something? Is no, <laughs> well, we just won't talk about this anymore, but there is, I want to see it again, you know, cause you watch it yeah. the first time. Well, being that we saw the first one five times in one weekend, <laughs> it's kind of absurd that all of us have only seen it once and... or at least I've only seen it once. Yeah. Yeah. I've only seen it once. I was going to go try and see it out of town this week and i just never got around to it it was great and by the way we have that uh you know seating now where you can reserve it early you don't have to wait in line dude yeah i love it isn't that nice that's how it is for natalie and i whenever we go to the marcus we have to reserve our seating but they they changed the seats in the like they call it the ultra screen theater they used to be these like these wide red uh, recliners that were really, really comfortable and they were fine. You know, they, you know, they reclined, they were wide and comfy and just perfect. And they changed all the seats out to these skinnier ones Mm -hmm. that now have heat to them. Wow. So, so we sat down and, you know, our hips hit the button initially so you're like you're starting to go back and then like 10 minutes goes by and your ass is on fire and it's like what in the you know so then i'm like feeling around i don't even know where the the button is for the heat but somehow i got it turned off And and then natalie's like I'm on fire. Where's the button? I was like, I don't know. I just started rubbing around and I found it. But it's just like it's so it was so disappointing that they took the seats that we loved out and put these newfangled seats in. You know, one thing I noticed is there's a lot less seating in the theater with yeah. those things. I wonder if they're losing money on that. I don't know. I know a lot of theaters are doing it, but I I I would prefer a wider, more comfortable seat with less, you know, less capacity than uh, the crap that's in most theaters. Yeah, these are these are pretty wide, but my legs do bump into the button all the time, or I'm like, oh, oh and kind of go down a little. But um, 
I yeah, really it, dig. It seems it. like they would lose money doing this, but yeah, there's no way they didn't because they can't money. do more shows. Yeah, and people. And in fact, it seems like they're doing less shows. Stephen and I see confused people in there all the time. Like, wait, where do we? Where do we sit? Or wait, people what? were just sitting wherever they wanted. No, yeah, it's on your ticket, assholes. Yeah, they so confused. We saw this one just... couple move what three times. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh my god. And but the, what do they, they think they're at? Like a like a baseball game or a concert? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called assigned seating. It's reserved seating for a reason. What did you think about the music selection in Guardians? Uh, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I don't think it was as good as the first film, but or is memorable I thought, maybe or? Well, I just like Volume One's soundtrack a lot. I loved the opening credits with them fighting and Baby Groot dancing. Yeah, I thought that, that was, was cool. amazingly well done. It set it was pitch perfect. It was very similar to, you know, the opening of the original but in a, a whole new vein. And uh, um, Groot trying to eat oh, a yeah, bug yeah. and he's like, "Get that." <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. fighting, but they have have to watch baby Groot what he's doing. And I like when he like waves to Gamora and she's like, hey. "Hi." <laughs> yeah, I uh the music was. I'm not complaining about the music. I thought the music was great. Um, oh, fantastic! I think it was it, much better than Tyler Bates' score. I think uh, after you see it multiple times, you'll get the things. Why? Why? Why does Tyler Bates keep getting jobs? Is what I want to know. Yeah, I think the use of "My Sweet Lord" was uh, quite possibly one of the most brilliant, like subversive moments, mm-hmm. going over the ego's planet, and you know, it was just like, oh, you know. Just you like can a little tell wink. James Gunn has pondered. He sat around outside on patios, staring at you know beautiful scenery, pondering this plot, pondering this what's going to happen to these characters. It doesn't feel like a rush job or anything. He has something to say mm-hmm. with this movie and these characters. Well, he has something to say about toxic fatherhood in general. Like, I mean, this is a movie that digs deep. This is a cathartic yeah, therapy session. Well, even Gamora and Nebula, they're realizing we're only fighting because our yeah. father pitted us against each yeah. other. Why are we yeah, trying to kill each other? Yeah, and I mean, you're talking, you know, Thanos being a toxic father, uh, Ego being a toxic father, Yondu being a toxic father. He tried his best, but he was still toxic. Uh, and family, and the way James Gunn separates that family, and they have to go on their own journeys of self-discovery. Yeah, you know, uh, I think one of the most, uh, like, one of the most incredible moments in the movie for me was when Yondu is finally broken out, and he has that—I guess you would call it an epiphany of eliminating toxic people from his life. All all the sycophantic dickheads that he's uh, associated with his entire life. And he whistles, Uh you know, controlling that arrow, walking down the walkway, completely nonchalant, just whistling, disposing of every single one of them. And it was just like so, so, so poignant to think that you finally reach that point in your life that you you're no longer you realize that you can no longer have 
that toxicity in your life so you remove yeah. it and you remove it with a whistle yeah you know and it was just it was it was it was beautiful it really was that it was just so well done the way just each person that arrows flying around getting everybody and they're in the main deck and you could see he's it's going through the walls and stuff and you could see it on the different cameras on the monitor that was so great and also earlier when uh when Rocket is having that great moment where he's taking on all those bad guys by himself and he's making them fly up in the air and fall back down and the other guys he's are going up in the air. Gravity and things. he's just having yeah. a grand old time toying with all of them. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. And I love the girl Mantis, how uh, she can, you know, make you feel a certain way in the way that. Uh, <laughs> The way that Drax was so mean to her, but he liked her at the same time. He kept calling her ugly. (laughs) There's just a lot of great moments in this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. And then it even makes the comment near the end, like, she's really beautiful on the inside. Yes. (laughs) He's like... uh, But again, that was a whole nother creepy, uh, narcissistic using moment with Ego and Mantis. Like, using her... Uh, for his own means she was a and, slave yeah it just it was it that just the toxic relationships in this movie were just it was it was it like made you it made me feel kind of icky but i appreciated the way it was being told and the the ideas that were being brought forth in a blockbuster to a mass audience yeah. of you know, uh, abuse, neglect, narcissism, egotism, you know, just, it was, it, it's really, it, it's fantastic. It's, I, I appreciated it. And, and James Gunn's post that he made on Facebook about, you know, being the outcast, being the misfit and the issues he dealt with in writing volume two, uh, you know, going through his own depression, going through his own experiences and really kind of imbibing that into the film was particularly uh, special. Yeah. So it, it was it was a very, you know, where, where the first film was very effervescent and um, exciting. This one, while it still was exciting and had wonderful action set pieces and great music, it just really made you feel on such a deep level it did did you it, you love this family they are a family and yes yeah. this dysfunctional family and you love them yeah and it's really you know i'm very interested i was very happy to hear that he is going to do volume three yeah uh and i'm very excited to see the part that uh, the uh, Guardians play in the Infinity War films, especially with oh, James yeah. Gunn on as an executive producer. So um, it's 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 a good time, you know. Marvel, you know, I, I think the only thing that really bothered me about the movie were the people that were in the movie that were getting up to leave the moment the lights came up, and knowing there were. You know, it was a Marvel film. This is, and I've told Natalie this before when we were at the theater, like when we went to see Logan, uh, where it's like, 
we we can leave. We're not going to leave because we always stay through the credits, but there will not be a post credit sequence because it's right. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> you know, unless like Deadpool was the only Marvel Fox film that had like a post credit sequence. Yeah. And they showed the but, Deadpool thing before Logan, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just it it just you know, just seeing people to get that get up and walk out. Yeah, I was like just clueless. like, sit down, pay your respects. Like that, that has annoyed me for years. People that get up and walk out during the credits. Oh yeah, no. I, but my dad, I think taught us as kids, just sit through the entire credits. And that's, a, that's another thing. Like we know someone personally that has worked on Thor Ragnarok. Oh, she, cool. she was in the costume department for Thor Ragnarok. So when we saw that trailer, we were just like, yes, that's her movie. We can't, you know, we can't wait to go see that in the theater and see her name on that screen. Oh, yeah. Take a picture of it. Celebrate the work that she did, you know, and just pay our respects. Oh, by the way, one of the MST3Ks, uh, Emma and the Wallstroms will be in the E section. I know. That's what I was. I was looking for Jason Wallstrom. Yeah, I went ahead and used Emma's name. So okay, it, so then I complete because I I was going through J the J's looking for it. <laughs> so now I have to go back to the film that had the E's. Yeah, because we're not even up to the W's yet. I don't know what I where my name is in that. But it's Emma and the Wallstroms is what it'll say. Yeah, my name will be in the eleventh episode. Oh yeah, we have a friend that also works for uh, uh, that has worked with Hans Zimmer. Um, Sweet and yeah, so like Natalie, she knows you know L.A. crowd. She's you know so we're always looking at the credits and she's you know to see if anybody she knows worked on you know movies. So it's just respect, just respect it. You know what? We play a game uh, when it's Emma and Heather and I and Stephen. We'll look for all of the people that have our names. Like, oh, there's a Jason. There's an Emma. Oh, yep. we haven't found a Heather yet. <laughs> there's a Heather. You know, we do that. That's our game. We played it. End credits. We're so silly. Now, oh, we uh, do that all the time. And I loved the way that uh, in the credits for which were beautiful. Cable new days. For Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The credit sequence was just absolutely gorgeous. Whoever put that together, brilliant. And the way I am Groot would show up and then change oh, into that. someone's name. And they're like dancing yeah. around in different parts of the screen. It was just, yeah. so, it was jolly is what it yeah. was. And it yeah. had that eighties kind of nostalgia to it too, like a trapper keeper or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I also loved the Dairy Queen tie-in yeah, because was there was nothing more 80s for me growing up than going to the Dairy Queen. Oh, hell yeah. Dilly bars yep. and yep. dudes. And I was just like, I wondered as we were watching it, like I had seen the Guardians. I was like, how the hell did Dairy Queen get a Guardians of the Galaxy promotion? Like that just seems so odd because Dairy Queen is so like not cool anymore and the queen! and the, when i the moment the movie starts you see them pull into that 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 retro dairy queen mm-hmm. that looked like every dairy queen across america it just like immediately my heart swelled <laughs> and i was like oh my god this is that's my oh, youth great Go, zune going joke. to the dairy queen in brownsville wasn't there a great zune joke in the movie 
There was near the yeah. end. Yeah, he lost uh, uh, his. Uh, did was it ego that crushed his? Yeah, um, crushed his Walkman. Yeah, his Walkman, and then uh, um, uh, Sean Gunn. Shit, Gar- is it Garland? Garland Gil- Gil- gave him a zune. Yeah, and I love yeah. it because these are really popular on Earth. They held like three hundred songs. He's like three hundred songs. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. I love it. Oh, man, I need to see it again. And see, yeah. Adam, we did not spoil the movie. Ha! Yeah, and you know what? What's cool <laughs> is the lo- I just found out this week that a local theater hello, has... Hello, hello. No spoilers, please. ...has Dolby Cinema. So... Who? Uh, Natalie and I are going to go to Easton to the AMC and see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in Dolby Cinema. Heather so, wants to see King Arthur. I'm so not into that. I can you can guess why, can't you? Well, yeah, it's Certain because of um the uh, <laughs> what the hell is his name? Charlie Kaufman? Charlie Hunman. Hunman. <laughs> yeah, Charlie I, Kaufman. Yeah, I mean, I loved him in it, well, he's not really a great actor, but you know, Pacific Rim's great, yeah. which Natalie's never seen. We were at a bar one night and she's like, "What is that on the TV?" I was like, "That's cool. Pacific Rim." And she was like, "Are those, are those gigantic robots?" And I was like, "Yeah, they fight kaiju." She just like heard of that. She asked, She was like, "How have I not known of this film?" And I was oh, like, wow. "Okay, we need to go home and watch it." <laughs> and I was like, and then I said, "It's Guillermo del Toro," and she was like, "Are you effing kidding me?" Because she loves Guillermo del Toro, but she just had no idea. You know, it wasn't on her radar. So yeah, we'll watch that instead of the King Arthur movie. She'll get her Charlie Hunnam fix from that. Yeah, he's good in that. It's a, it's a fun movie, and there's going to be a sequel, but it won't have Charlie Hunman in it. No, but it'll be directed by Stephen DeKnight. Yes, I'm very curious about it. Yep. It could be and good. It's, and it's got John Boyega. Oh, boy. Oh, Boyega. Stacker Pentecost's son. All right, guys, uh, let's get into what's on our TV. I know we all had to take a break, but we're just going to cover a thing before we take a break, okay? Is that okay. cool? Okay. Is everybody yeah. hanging in there, or do you got to pee now? I'm good. Bill? No, I can I can pinch it off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, what's on our TV? Okay, remember way back in 2014 on Nowhere in Mulberry, we covered a show, and I think it's time we revisited this. We haven't had any Cake Boss in a while, so it's time we revisited Buddy with this. And now, Mulberry News. That's right. Let's check it out. Let me explain what this is, because I realize this starts kind of ominous. Do you guys remember when Buddy got arrested for uh, drunken driving? Vaguely, yeah. Vaguely. Well, um, here's a clip of him doing the walk of shame from the jail into his car as he's being led away. And these are all of the news people, paparazzi, everybody... As he's walking to the car, not talking to anybody. He, wait, did he? Oh, it was so great if he was walking to a refrigerated box truck. Uh, let's just pretend he is, but he's okay. just going to a regular car. But listen to the people. They are antagonizing him. They're trying to get a reaction out of him. <laughs> and the guy who's with them, 
he's leading Buddy by the shoulder and he's going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. He just keeps saying that, <laughs> leading him through. It's so funny. And then it leads right into the news story. Let's check this out. Another local reality star is in trouble with the law. This time, it's the cake boss. The NYPD says he was driving while drunk. TV 1055's Weija Jang is live outside Carlos Bakery in Hoboken, Weija. Alice, prosecutors say the cake boss not only drove drunk, they say afterward he tried to use his fame to get out of trouble. Now his license is suspended, his reputation tarnished. Buddy, what do you want to say to your fans? No comment. You have so many fans that love you. Just no comment right now. Bartolo Velastro, a.k.a. Buddy, best known as the cake boss, dodged questions outside of Manhattan Criminal Court, where he faced a judge accused of drunk driving. I like his food. It's unfortunate what he did, though. You know, you got to be more responsible. Police say around 1 a.m., Velastro was swerving along this stretch of 10th Avenue near Hudson Yards in a bright yellow Corvette like this one. The officers who pulled him over reported his breath smelled like alcohol, and he failed a breathalyzer test. In court, prosecutors said Velastro told the cops, you can't arrest me. I'm the cake boss. Did you tell cops, you can't arrest me, I'm the cake boss? He also allegedly said, can you just put me in a cab? I don't have to be arrested. I'm not a bad guy. They're in the limelight now. They're really important people. And then you're going to come out and you're going to do something dumb. At his famous bake shop in Hoboken. We're not allowed to make any comments. Workers were quiet, but customers had plenty to say. Really too bad. You know, he's kind of an icon here in Hoboken. I'm disappointed, of course. But, you know, um, will that stop me from buying his cannolis? Probably not. Though tight-lipped for now. I will comment soon, but I promise. A short time ago, Valestro released a statement saying, please know that I want to share and explain to you what happened today, and I look forward to doing so at a later date. And Velastro did not enter a plea in court today, but he did reject a plea deal from prosecutors that included some time with a rehab program. He's due back in court in January. We're live in Hoboken. Weija Jang, TV 1055. All right, Weija, thanks very much. I got to ask you about your recent DUI yeah, incident, my man. So, I mean, what, what happened there? Well, listen, you know what? Uh, I learned a valuable lesson. Um, you know, when it happened, I really thought that I was fine, and um, I wasn't. You know, and I, 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 it'll never happen again. It's one of those things. I was out for a business dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, I had one glass too many, you know. And, and then again, you hear different reports or whatever. Well, exactly, um, that's why I wanted yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the truth of the matter is I was out for a business dinner. I had one, I didn't have one glass of wine. Like people say, you said they had one. I didn't say I had one glass of wine. I said one too many. Got it. Okay, and when I got into the car, I thought I was fine to drive. And obviously I wasn't. And 
cops did their job that night. And uh, listen, I, I paid the price. I manned up. I know that I'm wrong. Everybody messes up once in a while. Why didn't you tell the guy the way? <laughs> I'm the cake boss over here. <laughs> uh, listen, I, you know what? I, I honestly oh, said to him, I don't think that that's that right, was the inflection I used. And, and if I did say anything like that, yeah. I totally apologize to him and, and the police department because I'm going to like that. Bartolo Velastro, a.k.a. Buddy. Bartolo. Bartolo. I hear he's specializing in rum cake now. Steven. I just like that he said, you can't arrest me, I'm the cake boss. You can't arrest me, I'm the cake boss. It doesn't matter how you say that. It still comes across bad. It's like Mel Gibson calling a cop sugar tits. It's just... How you know, would it have been? I love when the lady says this. You have so many fans that love you. <laughs> You've disappointed us all. Shame. Shame on you. That takes the cake, Shame. buddy. That takes the cake, buddy. I love they're just like yelling stuff. It's like they're just trying to get a reaction. Okay. Get in truck. Yeah, get in truck. Uh, I just want to cover one more show before we go to break. If you guys don't mind. The momentum. We need to get over okay. this hump. Okay. Okay. Get in truck. I saw this show. It's funny. I sometimes watch these house flipping shows. I know right. they're all ridiculous, but there's this one particular one where the guy is a gaping asshole. He is just <laughs> such a prick. I okay, now I'm dying to know which one it is because I think we watch all of them. His wife, at least I think it's his wife, she kind of talks like, she sounds like she's like, on pills, like she's kind of messed up by pills, or she's she's like, I don't know, she kind of talks like Arthur, you know, Dudley Moore. Is there John Gilgood around on, on she, this show? She's always, she's always yelling at him because he's a cheap F. He is so cheap. All of his workers... This isn't on HGTV. This is on the FYI channel. and it's called, Okay, that makes a little more sense. It's called, called Las Vegas Flip. And oh, guy, God. All of his workers are Mexican guys that don't speak English. Okay. And he treats them like crap, and he's always going, Oh, these guys are so lazy. What are they doing? He's always complaining oh, about how lazy they are. God, and he's always talking about how much money he saves. Like I could have hired somebody, but I save money using these guys. And he doesn't come right out and say why. That's so incredibly, ridiculously offensive. I can't believe that FYI would even air that. Now, okay, this house that they have in Las Vegas. This is the reason I had to use the show. He buys this house that's covered in tarantulas, like hairy tarantulas okay. and they're freaking out in the house and his wife's like this spider's everywhere gotta get a sterminator and he's like okay okay i'll get one but he doesn't instead he brings his guys his mexican crew and he's like get rid of all the spiders in there and they're like oh hey and you see him they're going around the house they're going wait oh, wait 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 oh. wait how did they, how did they say okay Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> don't, do that. don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, what, what do I, do? I, 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 I don't know how to say it, Bill. What do I say? You will be good with the chili no. peppers. Oh, man. That was Foggy who did that. Now he calls me. Oh, stop it, Foggy. <laughs> so 
He's making these guys who are supposed to demo the house where you tear stuff down, get mm-hmm. rid of all the tarantulas. And you see them, they're all going, whoa, whoa. And they're like trying to brush them into a box and stuff. Okay, not only this, guys. He goes outside and he's complaining like, oh, what are these guys are so lazy? They didn't even do the backyard. He goes over to, to the, the shack, like a tool shed. And he's like, whoa, bees, bees. And he starts freaking out. And he runs in the house. And there's this huge beehive there, and they're really aggressive, and they look scary. And he calls this uh, about the bees, this place about the bees, and they go, okay, most likely they're Africanized. They're killer bees. You'll want to stay away from them because uh, they can kill somebody. And so the guys come out right away, and they're like, "Um, yeah, uh, we need to get rid of these right away. They're a danger to the community. They can hurt children. They can hurt your workers. What do you think the first thing out of the guy's mouth is? He doesn't care. He goes, how much? Yeah, I was going to say, how much? And they go, $350. He goes, $350? Wow. You guys just, you will not believe what an asshole this guy is. Let's check this out. There are tarantulas everywhere. This house is insane. Pay you a thousand dollars to walk in that room. No way, no. I'm getting out of here. Okay, okay, I admit it. The spiders in this house are pretty bad. This house is so gross. Needs to be like wrapped, tented, exterminators. No, I need a big dumpster. I do need an exterminator. Scott. It'll be cleaned out and done before you come back, I promise. But right now, I'm starving. Let's go get some sushi. I feel like a spider roll. How about you? You're demented. (laughs) This house has serious issues, but for 60 grand, I'm happy to fix them. I mean, as long as I can keep the reno cheap, the comps in this neighborhood all point towards me pulling a pretty good profit. And with Amy afraid to even go inside the house, keeping this flip on budget should actually be pretty easy. We're going to easily fill an entire dumpster cleaning out this house today. But before I can do that, I have got to deal with this spider problem. I know I told Amy I was going to hire an exterminator, but I lied. Seriously, why would I waste my money on a professional exterminator? I mean, the maggots are only there because the former owners didn't throw away their disgusting leftovers. And I'm guessing that the spiders were surviving by eating the maggots. So, get rid of the maggots, clear out the spiders, problem solved. My guys may not be exterminators, but I trust them to get this taken care of. Because, think about it, they don't want to work in a house with tarantulas any more than I do. They'll get it done. And I pay these guys a fraction of what I would have to pay an exterminator. Oh, you're so proud of that. Believe me, this is a no-brainer. I mean, seriously, how hard could it be? Five dollars each. You guys can have this of all these spiders, Scott. They're all gone. No worries. If I see one spider, I'm never coming back here. I'm pretty sure the spider problem's wow. taken care of. But it wouldn't be the first time my workers have screwed up. Nice. This lazy son Look at the backyard. This ticks me off. My guys were supposed to demo everything in the backyard. I'm not a babysitter. These guys leave all this shed still here. maggots, then spiders, now bees? Go 
I'm beginning to think this house is cursed. Call an exterminator. Oh my gosh. Holy crap. No wonder my guys didn't demo that shed. It's been colonized by a swarm of angry bees. Call an exterminator. I know somebody. Spiders now bees. This is great. I have a major uh, bee problem, and they are aggressive. Stay away from it. There's a 90% chance that they are Africanized. The bees might be Africanized. Let me just give you a little translation. Killer bees. That means... They are killer bees. Set them out right away. Okay. Uh, do not go near the bees. They are dangerous. Okay, thanks. Don't go near the bees, he says. <laughs> no problem. These guys got here within 20 minutes of getting off the phone. Thanks for coming so fast, guys. Which gives me a pretty darn good idea about how dangerous this swarm really could be. It's right there, but I'm staying here. The guy on the phone said, stay away. I'll let the guys who do this for a living take care of the inspection. Oh, yeah, that looks pretty bad. So what do we have, guys? You got a hive of Africanized killer bees. So, like, they kill? People have died. So we have a hive of killer bees. Yes, you do. Please Holy kill them. It's very dangerous. Right now, you got to get those taken care of immediately. It's a danger to the community and all the workers that are inside. Okay, how much is that going to cost? 350 bucks. 350 Scott, bucks. Scott, they're going to sting people. Okay, we got to do it. Deal. All right. I really wasn't expecting to drop another 350 bucks on this place. But 350 bucks versus my workers getting swarmed by killer bees, that's a bargain at any price. It's a good trade-off. You know, they're not... So now, now he cares. <laughs> yeah, he cares. Okay, one more clip, and we're taking a break. This is a very short clip. It's when he shows up to the house, and not everything's done, and he's complaining about his workers, and his wife just wants the money he promised her to do some decorations she wanted to do, like, you know, kind of foo-foo things up. You know how Christina on Flipper Flop, she's like, no, Tarek, we need to foo-foo this up by adding some shit over here or whatever, some tile. Yeah, and none of them are Joanna Gaines. Yes, and he basically tells her, you're not getting any of that because that's not important. And you guys, I'm going to ask you if you think this guy's an asshole when this is over. I got to be honest. I'm not feeling great about this flip. Oh, wait, Sometimes wait. you get into a house. <laughs> I forgot about this. Um, these guys steal all the copper in the house when he shows up. And he's so, like, over the top I, about it. I hope it was the workers. I know. But he keeps blaming it on tweakers. Man, tweakers. They took all the copper. You got to check this out. Oh I got to be honest. God. I'm not feeling great about this flip. Sometimes you get into a house and nothing seems to go your way. So, my mission today is to turn this around and make up for lost money and lost time. Holy What? Someone drilled the locks? This happens all the time. Tweakers see a construction site and break in to loot the place. Dangerous situations like this is why I have a concealed carry permit. Stay behind me. Just when I'm about to get this flip back on track, wouldn't you know it, someone drills the locks and breaks in. I don't know about going down there. Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. They stole the copper out. Look. Well, this is typical. Tweakers will steal anything that they can sell. More often than not, they go for copper piping. They can sell it for scrap and it's virtually untraceable. What about the other bathroom? If you're looking at my face, that's because they ripped it out on the side too. So now we need new copper for both baths. 
I guess you can call this sort of thing the cost of doing business in the ghetto. But it's a big cost, oh and it sucks. Oh, my God. The front door lock is drilled out, and all the copper is stolen out of Spider House. Oh, you got to be stealing everything. Nope. So I need a lock on there right away, and we got to replace this copper and get these walls patched up and actually get moving on this house. Thank you. What the f***? Our fence is down, a pile of gravel. How are you going to have an open house? Welcome to my trash pile. I don't know what the hell is wrong with my workers. Oh, oh. We got a lot of problems. I can't even get to the door. You have no fence. Amy, I have 99 problems and the fence ain't one. Look, do you see this? This is ridiculous. Two days to the open house. When are you guys done? In two days. With all the tile? Yes. Well, don't forget about my wall that needs to be done and the exterior under that window. This place is in need of some style, so I'm going to add a few custom accents inside and out. I really don't think with the condition of the house two days away from open house that we're going to be doing any extra. Why does my always get cut? I think I liked it better when Amy was afraid to come in the house because of the tarantulas. Priority right now, things like the floor and showers, that's important for tile. Not some decorative wall outside. Just get your priorities straight. Why do we do this? For a profit. What makes a profit? Finishing it fast. You are such a smart My stuff always gets cut. Always. Scott can all he wants, but I'm doing things my way. Oops. Yeah, so that's the show. Las Vegas. That guy is such an immense piece of racist shit. He really is. I, you know, watching it, I was reading between the lines, like the way he refers to his workers all the time, and then he's talking about, oh, this is the last time I do a house in the ghetto. How, how is FYI airing this? <laughs> I'm telling you, you've got to watch an episode of this. This guy is like a. No, I'm not watching being. an episode of this. I'm. I'm writing an email to FYI that they've got a problem on their hands. Oh, it's hilarious. I can't even believe that shit. I know. I love how he talks about tweakers. Tweakers will steal anything. Tweakers? Oh, my God. (laughs) What What a dick. And he's just bitching about everything all the time. And whenever he comes in a room, he's like, what are they doing? God, they're so lazy. Oh, uh, fraction of the price. I thought these wow. people worked hard. It's like, oh, my God. I can't believe that something like that is even like, I mean, it, it just that blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. It sucks. How great would it be if this was Chip? Of, like, oh my god! Like no, no. My my joke with Chip and Joanna Gaines is that they they won't do a house for a gay couple because the church they go to uh, promotes gay conversion therapy. Right. You're demented. Yeah, I remember that coming. Uh, that story coming out. I think it was just a what do you call it? A hit job or whatever you call it. I mean, they might, they probably do go to they a church. Won't, they won't address it. They're dancing yeah. around the issue. Well, they're, they, they probably, the chances of a church in Texas believing in conversion therapy is probably high on the list. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say so. Yeah. They probably, I'm going to say this. I have no idea how they are as people or whatever. They're supposed to be good pre- Christian people. They might have no problem with it at all. Their church may believe in that. They may not. They need to say something, though. I think they should just have a gay couple 
and do their house or something. Yeah, I, I'm waiting for it to happen. They should. Oops. Did you think the wife on this show was uh, inebriated or pilled she just up? Sounds, I don't know, just dumb. Maybe I, it's just her affect. I think that if I was married yeah. to this guy, I would just take pills and drink a lot of I, scotch. That's probably, I don't blame her. You never get, you never let me remodel anything. You cut all my stuff. Oh. Yikes. This happens all the time. Okay, what do you guys say we take a break, Bill? You want All right. All I am right, ready guys. to go to the bathroom. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll be right back, everybody. The cost of doing business in the ghetto. Mommy, I still great just on the carpet. That's okay. You must have stain resistant carpet. Uh-uh. She uses Resolve Carpet Cleaner with DuPont Teflon. With Resolve, even grape juice comes out with ease. If you don't have stain resistant carpet. Mommy, that's okay. Get Resolve Carpet Cleaner. Here's the latest addition to the Lysol spray family with a light, clean scent and all the power of Lysol spray. Lysol disinfectant spray, light scent. At Hardee's, we don't use just any old fish for our fish sandwich. No, 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 no. To win you over, we go to the icy depths of the North Atlantic for whole fillets of moist, flaky fish on a multi-grain bun. All because we never forget you can always go someplace else. Next time you're in the neighborhood... <laughs> Why not drop in? Now get a fisherman's fillet sandwich and regular fries for only $1.99 at Hardee's. Love Connection, weekdays at 3.30. When it's time to sell your home, you want action. And that's what you get with the Century 21 Action Warranty. My personal promise of service, in writing. The Century 21 Action Warranty. One more reason to come with us. For complete details, call a participating office. Come with us. This is America's premier sports coup, Grand Prix. Get on your pony, and now is a great time to check out Grand Prix with GMAC financing as low as 4.9% or up to $1,600 cash back on select Grand Prix for qualified first-time buyers. See your dealer for details today. You really know how to impress your clients, huh? I mean, who needs conference rooms when you can have this kind of togetherness? Who is this guy? Hey, what are you guys doing? Training for submarine duty? Who are you? You should have stayed at Holiday Inn. They have everything you need for a perfect meeting, and they'll guarantee it. Or stay here, lose the account, your job, your house, your car, your dog. Check out 10 minutes. Why take chances? Stay with someone you know. Holiday Inn. taste of McDonald's buttermilk biscuits. People like spiked chickens. McDonald's breakfast tastes fresh because we roll out fresh biscuits every morning. This is Epcot Center. Epcot Center at Walt Disney World in Florida. Get ready for a new eye drop so refreshing you won't believe your eyes. Wow. Introducing new Visine. 
extra. Like regular Visine, it gets the red out, but it also gives you an extra medication that cools, soothes, moisturizes, and protects dry, irritated eyes. For an extra medication in a formula found in no other eye drop, get new Visine Extra. So refreshing. You won't believe your eyes. Chesapeake Bay Retrievers love the water. Patsy Barber, top breeder of champion Chesapeake Bay Retrievers. The most important thing is to, is to produce a good, sound dog and a healthy dog. If you want them in excellent condition, you just have to give them the best food. My dogs love pedigree meat. Mixing the pedigree meal time with the pedigree is really excellent for the dogs. It makes them healthy. It makes them happy. It gives my dogs everything they need. Look at this guy right here. He's as solid as a rock. Pedigree and pedigree mealtime. Recommended by top breeders. Monday, it's the wildest Alp ever. When he bugs the place, Whoa, you'll see a rancher. It's an ant farm. Go back. A romancer. Come on, you love bugs. And a dancer. Ants everywhere. Hey. In a story that's an entrancer. Bugs under glass. On how followed by an all-new Hogan family. Monday. Everybody knows that milk's for babies. Charming, disarming, whatever they do. Everybody knows. in her pocket and before i even noticed i washed it i had to try something so i grabbed liquid tide guess what not one mark of the lipstick remained thanks mrs judy davis can your liquid get out melted lipstick liquid tide did you'll be surprised at the things liquid tide gets out surprise yourself i still can't believe how amazing you are so sweet dreams, little Katie. And sweet dreams for me, too. Because I'm about to have something so rich, so creamy. General Foods International Coffee's Cafe Vienna. With the spicy sweetness of cinnamon. Unlike anything else, turning quiet time into a quiet celebration. Celebrate the moments of your life. With General Foods International Coffee's. Tonight, make dinner special. Superlight Alkaline Battery. They last much longer than ordinary batteries. And only Superlight has a real gold tip to ensure the best contact. Now, do you settle for the ordinary or go for the gold?
for every woman whose microwave cookware is too hot to handle, Rubbermaid makes cookware that keeps its cool. For every woman who's baffled by those food keepers you can't see through, Rubbermaid clears things up. You can buy something less than Rubbermaid, but then you won't get something made like Rubbermaid. Don't you wish everything was made like Rubbermaid? Mopping the old-fashioned way can seem like the biggest job in the world. You need Light and Thirsty, the revolutionary new mop from O'Cedar. Light and Thirsty has durable cloth strips that absorb 20% more than ordinary mop string. It rings out with just a twist and even stands up to machine washing and drying. So if you'd like to cut your mopping chores down to size, get new Light and Thirsty from O'Cedar, the best mop you've ever used, or your money back. You know, it's funny. Lots of people used to think what made a great raisin bran was just a couple of scoops of raisins. But today, people want more. That's why today's people prefer Post Natural Raisin Bran. Post is different. Look how some raisin brands hide their raisins with sugar, not Post. These beauties are naturally sweet. And taste these crispy wheat and bran flavors. Fantastic. So don't settle for just any raisin bran. Insist on Post Natural Raisin Bran. Today's people prefer Post. Nothing beats a Stouffer's pizza. Luscious toppings on a French bread crust, so crispy brown. All those great ingredients, it's so easy to pick up, but so hard to put down. Help yourself, help yourself, help yourself to Stouffer's pizza. Real cheese toppings, yes indeed. Just one hand is all you need. Help yourself, help yourself, help yourself to Stouffer's pizza. Help yourself to Stouffer's too hard. Hey, don't be so impatient. I know I shouldn't be, but my doctor says too much caffeine makes me tense. You should drink Sanka Brand decaffeinated coffee. I like real coffee. <laughs> Sanka Brand's 100% real coffee. Try it. Mmm, delicious. Jane, you did it again. And I feel like myself again with Sanka Brand. <laughs> Sanka Brand, enjoy your coffee and enjoy yourself. You'll be great. I'll be scared. Just think how glad you'll be when you're all done and maybe we'll all go to McDonald's. I'll be glad when I'm done. I'll be glad when I'm done. I'll be... <sighs> think McDonald's. Oh, I wish I were already there instead of here playing this song. Oh, I would have a big chocolate shake, a cheeseburger, and also, whoops, and also fries. And I would eat my fries myself and not give any to my dumb brother. Hands off and mine off mine. Oh boy, my recital is almost done. It wasn't bad. I'm still alive. And now I can have my chocolate shake, my cheeseburger, and also whoops and also fries. Oh dear! Oh my goodness! This is why I have a concealed carry permit.
Yeah, that's right. In case I need to shoot somebody, huh? All right, we're back, guys, and we're still in the TiVo segment because I have two more shows I need to talk about. Uh, one of them is MasterChef Junior, believe it or not. Bill, are you with us? Yes. Um, this week on the show, we're Muppets. Oh, yes, yes. Miss Piggy and the Swedish Chef. And... Um, you know, the show is, it's cute, right? Yeah. I mean, they have Miss Piggy competing with the kids. It's very silly. And they did this little bit, which I thought was funny, is Miss Piggy can't remember Gordon's name at all. She keeps calling him Gunther or something like that. And he goes, my name is Gordon. And she's like, well, show me how to do this. They're supposed to make steak frites, like, you know, steak and french fries. And she's like, well, show me how you would do it. And he's like, well, I would do this, put the steak right here. And she goes, well, show me how to do that. And he's like, well, I put these in here. And, you know, he's making it for her. And, you know, it's funny. You know, she's on the phone trying to call in. (laughs) She's trying to call in. And I love that. What's the the girl's name with Gordon? The she's going along with it. Like, wow, Miss Piggy, you did such a great job. And Gordon's like, wait a second here. <laughs> it's just pretty silly. Let's check this out. It's all in good fun, guys. I'm sure all six of you are wondering what's under this huge box. Yes. Oh, hurry up, Godfrey. <laughs> it's Gordon. Whatever, get me out of here. Welcome, Miss Piggy and the Swedish chef. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Piggy is sassy. She's pretty girly. But Swedish chef is like our Muppet inspired. He cooks and he's a Muppet. Come on. That's amazing. Swedish chef, I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you so much for being with us in the MasterChef kitchen. You're very welcome. Tonight, you will all have to make my all-time favorite... so good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's right. Steak and fries with delicious peppercorn sauce. Now, you guys are in for a extra special treat. Entering the competition tonight... Miss Piggy! Yay! Excuse me, Gerald? What? Cook? I-, I thought they were cooking for me! <laughs> well, you are the French food expert. Yeah, sure, of course I'm an expert on French food, but I wouldn't want to show up these kids. I've got you something. Feel bad. I've got you something very special. Huh? Your very own. Be dazzled. <laughs> Master chef. <laughs> white apron, Miss Piggy. Yes, I'll do it! Yeah, oh, give me that! Give it! Oh, look what I got, kids! <laughs> Let's do this thing! Okie yeah. dokie, okie dokie, cookies. It's pretty good to the worky boom. Yes, yes, of course. Yes. You can't let a pig in the competition. What's going to happen when you have to cook with bacon? At your station, you'll have everything you need to make us a delicious steak frit with an amazing peppercorn sauce. Your 30 minutes start now. Five minutes can make or break this classic French dish, this steak frit. Somebody's going home. And tonight, you want that extra five minutes up your sleeve because that could keep you in the competition in terms of texture, temperature, and crispiness on those fries. Exactly. 
Yeah, I'd like to order steak treats. How fast can you deliver? Miss Piggy's making a phone call. What's she doing? That's not loud. What? Mademoiselle. No, it's gotta be. It's gotta be 25 minutes. What are you doing? I need it now. No phones allowed. Who are you calling? No one. Come on, concentrate. All right, all right. Yo, Gary. Gordon, not Gary. Get over here. What is she doing? I have no idea. I mean, seriously. Get over here. Well, I know your name. At least get mine right. What have you done? What were you talking to her about? It's just literally guiding us. Show me what you were showing her. Is that totally fair? Oh. First of all, you need to get the sauce on, okay? Shallots. In. Shallots. Okay, then what? Peppercorns in. Whoa. I touch. That much? A pe- it's a peppercorn what? sauce. I don't know if I do it like that. Oh, dear. Don't let me stop you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, from there. Yeah. We're going to flambe this, okay? Flambe. What's up, me? Ah! Holy cow! I think you singed my tips! Was that your hairspray? Yeah. Demi glass in. Yeah, demi glass. Oh. reducing down. Come on, Miss Piggy, please. Okay, 15 minutes to go. Garland! Gordon! Get over time. here, will you? How does this look? You haven't actually done much since I left. Now, the important thing for the steak... We're going to get that pan nice and hot. Right. Then we're going to season the steak. Lay away from you. Okay. There. Three minutes on each side, okay? okay. From there, yeah. roll it over and render that fat. Who are you calling fat? Dum, dum, dum. I didn't call you fat. I said the fat on the steak. <laughs> right. Steak in the pan. Sauce reducing down. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. Come on, Miss Piggy, please. Man, dear, oh dear. Hey, Gerard! Gordon, for the tenth time this evening, Miss Piggy. This look good. Great colour of the steak. Sauce reduced down enough. Where are your fries? I don't know. I haven't made them yet. You've hardly got any time left. Seriously. Hurry! Hurry! Fries in. Gently shake the basket and stop them from sticking together. Is that steam good for your pores? Steam for the pores. It's a kitchen, not a beauty salon. Two birds with one stone. Now keep an eye on them for two minutes, please. Okay. Okay, something that's a little unstable here. Did you notice it about the Swedish chef? He has human hands. He's always had human hands. Has he? Yes. I think it's creepy. You've never noticed that before? I've never noticed that he has human hands. Have you noticed that, Bill? Uh, I'm, like, looking it up now because, yeah, he's always had human hands. But, no. Creepy. Wait. Wait a second. Now I'm, like, now I'm fascinated. Because he was, like, handling the food and stuff. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty cute. You know, they're judging the stuff, and he's like, Did you do the moo-moo? And they're like, what? Do 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 the moo moo. And they're like, oh yeah, I made the moo moo. <laughs> He's talking about the steak. Well, then of course it's Miss Piggy's turn, Bill. And uh, we all know that she didn't actually make her food. Gordon did it for her. And the Swedish chef gets pretty upset over this. Let's check this out. Last but not least, Miss Piggy. Oh, oh, oh that's me. <laughs> Let's go, Miss Piggy, please. Move your hoof. (laughs) Okay. Miss Piggy. Mm -hmm. Visually, I gotta say, I'm impressed. Steak treats. That's the steak. 
And those are the freaks. You've got a beautiful sear all the way around on this New York strip. Oh, yeah, I see it. She didn't make that fish. I see it. I did it. It's so complex now. What am I yep. looking for color-wise inside this steak? Open it up and find out. Let's find out, shall we? <laughs> that hmm? it's as good as a gordon ramsay steak it's almost too perfect oh yes yes well i mean it's probably even better than a gordon ramsay steak because you know i made it <laughs> not him yeah. i'm just floored mm-hmm. you've nailed the cook on the steak Nailed that peppercorn sauce. The fries are perfection. I mean, this is for me a masterclass in steak free. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, I I made the (laughs) moon. Back to the first station, please. Relax. No, 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 no. Put him off, please. Everybody else, come and join Miss Piggy behind the front station. Thank you. I thought Miss Piggy's stuff was beautiful. There's something you should know. She nailed the execution. She nailed nothing. I made the dish. What? You're upset. I understand why. Because you're a chef. She's not. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on there, Gandalf! Uh, there must be some kind of mistake here! <laughs> Miss Piggy, you lied. Admit it. I basically cooked that dish for you. Come on, please. Apparently that was the problem! Yeah? Yeah, maybe if you'd just gotten out of my way, I'd be lifting that Master Chef Junior trophy by now! I don't think so somehow, trust me. Sorry to say, your time in the MasterChef kitchen, Miss Piggy, is up. Okay. Bye, Mrs. Porkchop. Just go this way. I'm very sad to be leaving. Just give me a moment, will you? (gasps) Nah, I'm just kidding ya. No, I mean, really, this is an amazing kitchen, and I had so much fun, but (laughs) I'm ready to get back to my Twitter followers. Bye, Miss Piggy. I wasn't working with the judges. Well, Christina was lovely. Oh, the, the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was there too. You know, uh, 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 Gunther, Gable, Cooper, Gomer, whatever. <laughs> I want Gordon to have a brother, Gomer Ramsey. <sighs> All I know is the, the person, the gentleman that is now voicing Miss Piggy is horrendous is it not frank oz like, anymore that's not frank oz is he retired that's, or yeah frank that's definitely not frank oz yeah they had to replace him with somebody i guess i'm looking it up right eric jacobson <laughs> jacobson is now done. carol spiney's understudy for oscar the grouch i wanted uh, her to karate chop gordon didn't you that'd have been great yeah all right, guys, we have one more show to cover, and then we'll get into some news. And uh, season uh, 11 of Fringe starts next week, Bill. <laughs> season 11 of Fringe? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, 
show has been going strong for years. So it's our favorite <sighs> show. Can't wait to start covering it. But I have one more show that's returned recently. This is a guilty pleasure. It's one that when Heather sees it on the guide, she's like, oh, are you serious? Did you really record this? I'm like, stop. <laughs> just stop. This is my show, okay? You don't need to watch it with me. Just let me. My show. It's not your show. Let me have this, please. <laughs> I won't watch it when you're around. Just let it see on the DVR. And that show is below deck guys oh god people working on these yachts oh <laughs> catering to the rich getting drunk whenever they're on shore leave or whatever you call it and arguing they all want to sleep with each other um some of the some of the clientele the rich clientele are nice some are ridiculous they're they're all ridiculous let's face it um Okay, this is the new season, so it's a whole new crew. But some of the people carried over from the last Below Deck Mediterranean. One is Hannah, who's great on this. Uh, she's the chief steward, the chief stew. And then there's Bobby. He's a deck guy who used to be a fireman. He's always talking about how he's a fireman. Dude, you're not a fireman anymore. You're working on a yacht, okay? So shut up. He's always trying to sleep with every girl on the boat, okay? And this guy is such an asshole. I hate him so much, but... When the when the episode first starts out, Bill, they introduce the new chef guy, and all these, it's kind of like a cooking show too, because they always show the the meals the chef prepares and then brings it out, and they they say here is what he made for you, and they're always like ooh, and they eat it, and they're all yummy. Well, these women, all these rich white women, are called the tribe. And they're all into fitness and health and being vegan and gluten-free. And uh, he's like, all right, well, I guess I got to go over, you know, figure out what they all can can and can't eat. And he decides, you know what would really punch up this meal? A little bit of butter. Let me stick some butter in here. (laughs) And he's like, put in some butter. And the girl's like, what are you doing? He's like... Oh, I'm putting a little butter in here. It's just for flavoring. Don't don't tell anybody, okay? And she's like, oh my God, is he supposed to do that? And I was just like, dude, I don't think he can do that, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know, but it's funny it's like that- slipping a little bacon. He's like, oh, this will punch up the flavor a little bit. A little bit of bacon here. But later <laughs> on, vegans. when all, all the women, everybody who, okay, it costs like $200,000 to charter one of these friggin' yachts for several days wow and all they do is drink and like ride on jet skis or whatever until they're too drunk and they can't and they keep ordering booze but as soon as they're all lit they want something else to eat and it's pretty funny let's check this out so what's going on i know your job's really demanding so when you have time to rest i want you to rest i intend to come to me with any of your issues are you the first mate and I'm the captain. Okay. I thought you were the chief stew. Oh yeah, he totally <laughs> six foot. Wow. It's a female captain, and she's talking to him. He's like, "Who are you?" And it's like she's the captain, asshole. Female captains are rare, so this happens often, and I'm not offended. If the food sucks, the charter sucks. No pressure. I don't want to keep you. Perfect. I apologize for misunderstanding your position on the boat. <laughs> 
right, so our first charter of the season. They call themselves the tribe. All right. They're into fitness. They're all around the same age. Our primary, she owns her own fitness clothing line. Well, I'm glad we got that whole gym on this Sunday for them. They would like to have a tribal-themed dinner, and they look like they're all oh, come on. The food on. Side. Dislikes. <laughs> Eggs, dairy, meat, shellfish, gluten. You've got to cut out everything in the food world. To claim that you have three, four biological intolerances to food is absolutely bogus. But it's paying client. Just shut up and do it. Hey, Hannah, real quick. Yeah. Um, each guest gets their own post-it note. What they've ordered goes on the post-it note, goes on the rim of the plate. That way you guys know where it's going, and I know what's put in the plate. I've never worked with a chef that puts post-its on the plates before. I personally don't even want to put fingerprints on the plates, but one thing I've learned in my career is do not argue with chefs. I don't even get phased at this point by crazy requests. And one time, Jill Vetter, Eddie Vetter's wife, chucked a live octopus on me and it's just stuck on my arm. She's like, now cook it. <laughs> I'm like ripping this live octopus off my arm. Like, oh, what do I do with this thing? That's chicken and veggie? Yep. And I cooked it and made the best meals that she's ever had. I got a standing ovation that night. They said it's amazing. They love it. They it's the first meal and no blow-ups, no fighting. So I'm hoping it's a sign of things to come and there's not a dark side to my little chilled-out chef. A lot of people tell me that I make it look really easy. What they don't realize is that I'm sweating inside. I want you to think that I'm just... It's all good. Back here, I'm freaking out. <laughs> Smells good in here. Yeah. What I'm talking about. I don't ever know there was a little knob of butter in there. Don't tell anyone. I don't think disregarding the guest preferences is okay. It's unprofessional, but I'm not going to rat off my crew on the first charter. How's dinner going? Cajun-infused sea bass, succotash, some creamless polenta, and a tomato gastric. Okay, they can go. That looks scrum and diddly umptious. Can I get you ladies anything? Yeah, I was looking for a big old blanket and a lot of drinks. A lot of drinks, okay. like uh, espresso martinis. Perfect, I'll get right onto that. I'm just going to get you a blanket. Hannah, you know, five espresso martinis. You go to bed. If any guest asks for espresso martini after about five o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to use decaf. <gasps> Thank you, Hannah. Is this gluten-free? Jubilee. Yes. If this drink don't knock them out, I do not know what will. Mama needs some sleep. Should we go to bed? Oh, I'm so tired. I'm actually hungry for a snack. I'm on holiday. I'm going to eat it up. How are you doing? We might have to do some nachos. Nachos? A vegetarian nachos? No. No? Oh, meat nachos. <clears throat> when you're out with women like that, they order a garden salad with a side of dressing, and then at 3 a.m., they're the first bitches at the f***ing kebab stand, I tell you. Nachos coming up. Thanks. In my experience in yachting, going to wake up chefs is never fun. Hi, sorry. What do you think? Like cheese, jalapeno? Cheese, meat, jalapeno. Meat. Yep. Really? Yeah. What happened to the preference sheet? Are you kidding me? Done. It's perfect just the way it is. Oh, shut Couldn't change Stop it. it. Couldn't change the thing. Oh, you're talking about the nachos? Ready for some nachos? Okay. Enjoy. Have a good sleep. I love beans. How do we go from like veganville to? <laughs> I am a vegan, but my alter ego is not. <laughs> my alter ego is a 16-year-old stoner. <laughs>
I love that. I love the way she said meat nachos. She's like, oh, meat nachos. <laughs> it's like oh. they're vegan, but as soon as they get drunk, they're like, no, nah, I want some yep. meat. <laughs> they're fleegans. Yes. Um, okay. They're only they're only vegan if it's trendy. And then the moment they get trashed, they <laughs> like what? Did you like the they wanted a uh, tribal theme for their? Yeah, meal? that's not. That is totally not one hundred percent like typical of that like upper class white women. Like, oh, we're vegans. We do yoga. Let's do something tribal. Let's totally appropriate another culture and totally be okay with it. <laughs> we're all we're all spiritual junkies. Well, <laughs> all they do is get wasted, which is hilarious. And then I think they get up real and early. We don't vaccinate any of our children. What's funny is they get real drunk, they're hungover, and then the guy makes them these awesome omelets, like with all these veggies on it, and they're just all like oh like i don't want any eggs right now (laughs) so um here's another thing that happened apparently in these big yachts they have secret hatchways and stuff escape hatches in the women's shower there's a hatch above it where you can go to escape in case there's a fire there's like a ladder well that hatch falls and smashes against the glass door maybe they should have had plexiglass i don't know but there's a girl in there. She's I, she's standing in the bathroom, and she gets glass raining down on her, and it get, she steps on it, so her feet are bleeding. And everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Everybody's swarming around her. And the guy, Bobby, who I'm going to introduce you to, who was a fireman, he's like, I'm medically certified. Everybody get back. I can inspect <laughs> her. And the, the girl, Hannah, she's like, you know what you need to do? Just take off your clothes, hop in the shower, get all the glass off of you. And he's like, I need to go check and see if she's okay. And she's like, she's naked. You can't go in there. I don't care. I've seen women naked before. I'm I'm a professional. Let me see her. <laughs> and you just got to check this out. By the way, the girl, Malia, who gets the glass on her, all he's talked about is how hot she is. And now he wants to get with her while on oh, this, this thing. So you guys just uh, check this out. Holy s***. Oh, s***. Be careful, oh my be God. careful. That's scary. There's glass all over me. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Be careful. Let me just go. I'm going to go get the first aid kit. There's blood everywhere. The shower in Port Ford crew cabin just shattered. The shower, shower door. door. If you're not wearing shoes, put on shoes. You need to sit down. Where are you bleeding? Let me see what's going on here, Hannah. Watch out. The hatch. No, the hatch. hatch fell down onto the shower door. There's glass on my face, I think. I go right into my firefighter EMT mode. All I'm thinking about is like, okay, let's assess the situation. There's quite a bit of blood, and I want to find out where this major cut is. I'm not going to rub this anymore because there's little shards all over the place. I think the best thing you can do is jump in the shower. Just take everything off. Oh, There's so much blood. Yeah, the hatch fell. Does she need stitches? No. Okay. I can medically clear. I'm a firefighter EMT. I've, I've seen this all the time. Hey, Hannah, is she decent? No. Get her decent so I can check her wounds and, and we can... Yeah, yeah, she's just getting all the glass off her. No, let him see her. Oh, she's Hannah, naked and she's a woman. She doesn't want to be I understand that, that. Okay, I've seen a lot of naked women in the field before, you know, professionally. Do you want Bobby to, like, see you like this? I'm good, but tell Bobby nice dress. I'm just kidding. 
She said to say, nice try. She's going to put some clothes on. No, I didn't say I want to see her naked. I said put some bras and shorts on. That's what I'm doing. I'm more medically trained than you are, Hannah. Yeah. So go, get her dressed and let that's me look at her. That's what I'm doing. Are you not getting that? You told me to go away and that I don't need to do this. No, I didn't. But I you just said, said I you don't said want she's to... naked. Like, I want to f***ing see her naked, okay? I'm being a professional. For Bobby to blow up this much at me, he's harboring some kind of resentment about something. Bobby can scream at me all he wants, but he's not getting into that room while Malia's naked. Is she, is she decent? No. Okay. Yeah, she's okay. decent. I'm good. Bobby, okay. you can take a look. Like, I'm trying to help a girl. She just so happens to be pretty. I just so happen to like her. But I feel like after last Char season, when Hannah and I kissed, it's like she marked her territory and nobody else can have me. I feel very secure <laughs> having Bobby around because he knows how to handle the situation. But he also probably wanted to just see me naked a little bit. <laughs> He wanted to see her naked. Come on. Not a little bit, a lot. <laughs> I need to get in there. <laughs> it's so creepy. I know. Okay, what's funny is they all, you know, whenever the charter is over and the people leave them a tip, like $15,000, and they, they split, they split it, like, it yeah. like eight ways or whatever, they all go out to dinner, and then they all go dancing, and they drink, and Bobby's like, oh, Malia, oh, I got I to gotta get with her this evening. But instead, Hannah starts like flirting with Malia and she's just like, uh, Hey, you want to dance with me? And she's like, sure. And as they're dancing, uh, she's like, you're so cute. And she's like, Oh, I think you're beautiful. And they like start kissing and stuff. You know, they've been drinking, you know, it's just two girls and you see Bobby over there. And he's just like, I bet Hannah's talking bad about me to her. This is bullshit. You know, what is she saying to her? And it, you, it cuts to her and the girl's like motorboating her and they're just like giggling and laughing. And she's like, I saw you naked or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I, I don't mind you seeing me naked. You can see me naked anytime. And she's just like, Oh, whatever. And he's like, yeah, she's talking about me. I know it. And they're not talking about him at all. So later on, when they get back to the boat, he's like, Hey, what were you guys talking about? And she's like, what? And she's like, he's like, what are you guys talking about? What? We weren't talking about anything. No, what, were, what, what was Hannah telling you? What, what was she telling you? And she goes, oh, oh, Bobby, she was telling me all her secrets, okay? And he goes, what? And he gets up and he storms in there. Hannah's in the bathroom peeing. And he goes, hey. And she goes, how peeing in here? He's like, what did you tell her? You always do this. Cop blocking me. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's got to be scripted. It's got to, but it was so funny how like the girl, first of all, she's, he's like, you've been saying bad stuff about me. So she doesn't like me. It's like, she's seeing the way you're acting right now. Dumbass. You're doing it yourself. And she even says, Bobby, I was kidding. We weren't talking about you. Oh yeah. Like I believe that. It's like, she doesn't like you because you're an asshole. You got to check this out. I know I'm here to work, but I'm a hopeless romantic. I mean, we're in Croatia. I want to do something fun and romantic with, you know, someone that I could maybe have something with. Malia's killing it. She's a tomboy. You get the work done. She's got a great personality. And she can clean up really nice. Malia's gorgeous, so she's fun to play with. I just like pretty things. I get really nervous when Hannah's around girls that I like because she has a reputation of beasling in. She did it once, maybe she's going to do it again. You're the most adorable little gorgeous thing ever. And you're a glass 
Hannah's trying to get with Malia right now. <laughs> Jump in the queue, Bobs. <laughs> I love that you just felt like asking me just this. this <laughs> ass. I love it. Hey, Bobby. What are you talking about? Nothing. She's just going to the bathroom. What was Hannah telling you there? Oh, what was Hannah telling you there? What was Hannah telling me? Yeah. Mm, a lot of Bobby secrets in there. Hey, hey. What are you fing telling her? Wait, you serious? Hold on. Yeah, I'm f***ing serious. Can I finish paying? Like, really? Don't talk to me. I know exactly what you do. You f***ing do it every f***ing time. You f***ing cock-block me. You f***ing throw me under the bus. You say, oh, Bobby's not worth it. You did it with Lauren when we were in New York, and you're f***ing doing it right now. About what? Don't play f***ing dumb. You're not even going to remember it in the morning because you're a f***ing alcoholic. Get out of my wow. f***ing way. Wow, that guy. I've got better things to talk about than a little freaking steroid infused blow up doll. <laughs> All you do is throw me out of the bus. Bobby, we weren't talking about you. I don't believe that for a heartbeat. You did this exactly in New York and you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're being this aggressive to me, they don't what? use that word aggressive. I'm diffusing the situation and getting out of it. Tell me what I said back It doesn't about matter. You. Tell me. Forget it. No, no. Step you... out of my room. Go okay. to your bed. You tell me what Good I night. said bad about you. I'll remember this conversation, sweetheart. Don't you worry. <laughs> I was like, don't get aggressive with me. This isn't me being aggressive. This is me diffusing a situation. It's like, oh, okay. Oh. That's what... <clears throat> he's really good at that. I I think you see, he might be a professional trained <laughs> situation diffuser along with a EMT and paramedic. I just love that. Uh, what a douchey. <laughs> and I think it's so funny. He thinks they're talking about him. They have no interest oh, whatsoever. Of course he thinks they're, they're talking about him. You are a weapons-grade douchebag. And this is trash TV, but I just love it. I've been watching this for seasons now, and I can't get over it. It's just <laughs> so ridiculous. I don't. I think I tried starting watching it and I couldn't do it. Oh man, it's so bad, Bill. You gotta watch it. It's great. <laughs> oh, forget. All right, me. I'll try. I promise. It. Um, Stephen, are you gonna try to watch it? I saw the end segment the other night. That don't play f***ing dumb. You're not even gonna remember it in the morning because you're a f***ing alcoholic. Oh my god. Where the where the tip came out and they took them all out. <laughs> yeah. That part's great, you know, getting $1,500 for, like, two days' work or something. That's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, let's go spend it all! woo <laughs> The captain took them all out to dinner. You f***ing cock me. You f***ing throw me under the bus. Oh, man. It's unfortunate getting thrown under the bus like that. 
My favorite statement he made in the whole episode was... Hey, I've seen a lot of naked women in the field before, you know, professionally. <laughs> professionally. You know, <laughs> professionally. It's just, it's part of my job. What he means you know? is he's, he's gone to a lot of strip clubs before where women professionally derobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, it's just completely professional. Steroid infused blow up doll. All right, Bill, what do you say we do some news? All right, let's do some news. All right, let's do the news! Who wants a shot? I do. I'll have one. I said, who wants a shot? I do. Oh, dear. I want one. Okay. All right, Bill, what do we have in the news this week? All right, as Paris Hilton would tell it, oh, she's dear. always been way ahead of her time. The 36-year-old socialite turned reality star turned entrepreneur was a celebrity for being a celebrity before it was cool. And as she says in a new interview with W Magazine, she's really the front runner that inspired all the celebrity fashion trends of today. Oh, Besides truly being one of the first reality stars, The Simple Life did, in fact, pave the way for shows like Keeping Up with the Kardashians and the Real Housewives franchise. Yo, what's up? My name's Kehiva. <laughs> Paris also claims responsibility for the selfie. Social media stars, and even many of 2017's biggest fashion trends. Life without Paris is going to be so boring. If a beeper had a camera, I would have taken a selfie with it, she said, agreeing with the W interviewer's observation that she invented the photo technique. Or at least popularized it. I think I have a selfie from when I was a little kid. So she's like, saying that on a disposable to, camera. I was always taking pictures of myself. <laughs> I invented it. It's like, oh, yeah. Certainly there's plenty of evidence of Paris taking pictures of herself with early digital cameras and flip phones, though some might argue that many people were doing that at the time. Yeah. Touching on the subject of fashion, Paris also noted that she was wearing all of today's hot trends back in the early to mid-2000s. You're demented. To now see things on the runway and to see girls wearing things that I used to wear is really cool because nobody really dressed like me back in the day. Young people now see what people wore before and want to bring it back. Bunch of bitchy little girls. Undoubtedly, some critics will say that Paris sounds like she's tooting her own horn. However, her claims may not be so far-fetched. She did wear several of today's trends over a decade ago, though her insistence that she was the only one is dubious. (laughs) (laughs) Can we prove this once and for all? Oops. Uh, So yeah, Paris Hilton is still still out and about. Good job. Oh, you gotta be... Awesome. Where's All right, here's name? something. Here's something really interesting. I think I think our more conservative uh, friends might uh, find this story uh, interesting. A company that makes guns and ammunition is blaming the election for an unprecedented drop in demand. The gun and ammo industries have suffered declining sales since the election of President Trump. 
And the language from Vista Outdoor in its earnings report is some of the most dramatic yet. Gun sales have thrived under the Obama administration and during Hillary Clinton's campaign. Gun enthusiasts feared the Democratic leaders would impose stricter gun control laws. With Trump in the White House and Republicans running Congress, that threat has vanished and sales are suffering. Ooh, gun, gun, gun. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, reported 5% decline in sales and a 28% plunge in profit in the first three months of the year. Uh, shooting sports category had dropped by du- double digits and expected sales in uh, .223 caliber ammo used in AR-15 for months to come. Look what, look what you've all done. Look what you, you've gotten yourselves into. The cost of doing business in the ghetto. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, God. Okay. Moving on. This one comes directly from Fox News' food and drink department. Oh. Avocado slicing injuries are sending home cooks to the hospital, doctors say. Ah, yeah, yeah. Avocados are widely praised for their taste, versatility, and health benefits. So, of course, it was only a matter of time before the medical world found a reason to scare consumers away. That reason is avocado hand. You will be good with the chili peppers. (laughs) (laughs) According to the Times of London, doctors and surgeons in the UK are blaming alarmant are becoming alarmed at the increasing rate of patients who accidentally lacerate their own hands while attempting to slice through avocados. Is there a doctor in the house? In fact, avocado hand has become so common that the doctors at the St. Thomas Hospital in London reportedly ready themselves for a post-brunch surge of avocado-related injuries on Saturday afternoons. Oh my God, it's an epidemic. I know. One, one particular surgeon at the city's Chelsea and Westminster Hospital says he stitches up an average of four avocado hands per week. The cost of doing business in the ghetto. <laughs> yeah. This guy thinks everything's the ghetto. <laughs> What there is blood everywhere. Uh, people do not anticipate that the avocados they buy can be very ripe, and there is minimal understanding of how to handle them. I want to fucking see her naked, okay? <laughs> yes. A plastic surgeon and former president of plastic surgery with the Royal Society of Medicine said to the Times, uh, I think people are just stupid. Because this, is, this has got to be like one of those, like, made-up stories because there's nothing actually else going on in the world, apparently. What are they... What kind of dish are they making with the avocado? I mean, what are they preparing? Oh, meat nachos. Meat nachos. Oh, yum. Yeah. I do myself love a delicious helping of meat nachos, but with no blood in it. There's so much blood. It's Uh, like, oh, yeah, the guy cut his hand to make this for you, but here you go. It's like, I don't know. hmm. But it's. I only like my uh, so my guacamole with blood. That's what I say whenever we go to Campo Verde. <laughs> give me, give me the, give me the guacamole with extra blood. Smells good in here. Mmm. <laughs> All right, Portland, Oregon. Portland police say they've arrested a man for allegedly masturbating vigorously outside a nonprofit. Vigorously. Vigorously. That is in quotations. 
someone called 911 on May 3rd Public reporting a saw a man exposing himself outside New Avenues for Youth on Southwest 9th Street. When officers responded, several witnesses pointed out to the suspect whose erect penis was exposed to the public while he was masturbating vigorously. Court documents say just when an officer asked him why he was uh, doing that and masturbating. (laughs) (laughs) The man said he was on meth and wanted to go back to prison. He hates Portland. Uh, what? I hate Portland. (laughs) I hate Portland. (laughs) To get out of here. Yeah, I'm fucking serious. It's like, Uh, is he doing that while? Doing that? Or? Yeah, well, uh, he it worked because he was arrested on felony charges of public indecency. So, um, but I mean, if he hates Portland so much, why would he want to get arrested and go to jail in Portland? I don't quite understand the reasoning, but at least you know he recognized that Portland isn't as great as people make it out to be. It's very expensive. Yeah. All right. Um, Alexandre Matousi, the hirsute designer of the French label AMI, has thick, curly hair, which he sometimes wears in Romanesque waves and a bushy beard. But his most notable facial hair is the inch of fuzz that connects his eyebrows. A great big bushy beard. It's my signature, he said in 2014. One of my friends told me, you should take it off. And I said, you won't recognize me. It's my thing. The basketball player Anthony Davis, too, is known for his eyebrow. Singular. I just need to look at everyone's hair. Something he has no interest in changing. I'm not going to change who I am, he told ESPN in 2012. It's me, he added. I guess it just makes me different. Levi's recently posted an image of the model Adrian Sahores to its Instagram account with a thin but noticeable tuft of hair joining his brows. He had a really natural self-confidence that we loved, said Levi's global creative director, Chad Hinson. Like Frida Kahlo, Bert of Sesame Street, and George Harrison before them, a new generation is embracing the subversive charm of the unibrow. In our overly plucked and yellow. supremely groomed world, there's rebelliousness to leaving the brow as nature intended. In some cultures, the unibrow, sometimes called a monobrow, is even seen as a sign of good luck, and for men, a signifier of virility and fertility. I painted with the little face, and I painted the eyebrow. Abraham Ortuno, a 29-year-old accessory designer who lives in Paris, flaunts his unibrow sharing it with his Instagram followers. He goes with the term platform eyebrows for the brow as a whole. You're demented. I've never been embarrassed by them, Mr. Ortuno said. The opposite, actually. I don't get it when someone has designed eyebrows. J.D. Sampson, a musician and artist, is another person who refuses to pluck. I knew one day it would come around, she said. In high school, she was named Best Eyebrows by her classmates, which she suspects was a joke. When I got to college, I fully embraced it. Miss Sampson said her acceptance of her look came about partly because of the encouragement of a friend, the artist K. A. Hardy. She was like, you should just make it your thing and be proud of it. Wear it with pride. I'll never forget that day. So there you go, people. Don't be ashamed. Embrace that unibrow. 
I used to shave mine. I keep it intact. <laughs> keep going. No, I'm done. All right, Bill. Thank you for doing the news this week. You are very welcome. But anyway, guys, what do you say we mosey on over to the DVD shelf over here? You know, we've got great little Mr. Mom over there. What else we got? Uh, Animal House. Uh, um, Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo Bonsai. Uh, Hackers. What do you guys say we do some DVDs? That's what Let's I'm do saying. Some Let's do some DVDs. Let's do the DVDs! Let's do some DVDs, let's do some DVDs, let's do some DVDs, DVDs, HD, Blu-rays, Tiny Tim? I think that's what we always thought it was. Oh shit, the feed's gonna end in nine minutes and I'll just start it over. So you guys, oh my god. I... Bill, hold on, I gotta get this dog in here. I She's going insane. I just... All right. Give me uh, a few seconds, okay? Okay, okay. Baby! <laughs> she's going nuts out there <laughs> nothing like living in the suburbs of arlington and having your beagle go crazy over a possum it's climbing back and forth across the fence oh my god <laughs> a baby is a loud barker yes i <laughs> i'll get her keep going <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to listen to see how they're wrangling baby. Uh it's mainly just silence, but I can only imagine Is there is is there someone there? Hello? We're oh back. the humanity. I can't believe what's happening. This the is dog is the dog is out of control. This is why there's editing, but yes, this the, dog <laughs> been an enemy of the show from day one. What an enemy of your neighbors? She was freaking out, and she's limping too. She tries to jump up on top of the fence, and she ends up hurting herself. She can't control herself, and so that's why I have to get her in before she yeah. hurts herself. Even well, no, further. Webster. When I open the door, Webster will bolt and like run and terrorize the neighbors. It's the most embarrassing, stressful shit. Ever. Like, I'll just scream and scream and scream, and he just ignores me. Yeah, she was totally ignoring me. It wasn't until Steven came out there, she was like, oh, wait, what's going on here? Oh, hey, hey Steven. <laughs> I love the pop culture zealot. Please come to me. <laughs> this must be important. Uh, but see, what will happen is an opossum will come walk across either the power line or the fence, and she... The power line? Yeah. I don't know if it's the phone line, whatever it is. That's yeah. one brave opossum. Yeah. But they're good to have around. They eat, like, rats and stuff. All the varmints you don't want in your house. Yeah, apparently possums are great creatures to have. I had no idea before I killed one in my backyard a few years ago. Oh, my God. But apparently they're pretty good for uh, uh, keeping shit at bay. Yeah. They get rid of uh, varmints, basically. Yeah. Now I, now I feel awful. <laughs> Well, Stephen, well, you know. Bill, what do you say, now that we're all relaxed, what do you say we do some DVDs? Let's do it. Let's... Oh, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Uh, the feed has six more minutes. We can finish it up in six minutes. Oh, gee, don't rush too fast, Bill. Come <laughs> on. All right. Let's do the DVDs. Um, 
music? Did we? Didn't we already play the music? Uh, no, we played. Let's do some DVDs. Let's do some DVDs. Let's do some DVDs. 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 HD. Blu-ray. Standard definition. DVDs. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah, the DVDs, everyone. Nah, I'm just kidding ya. No, the DVDs are really here. How'd that sound, Bill? That sounded great. Wasn't rusty pretty good? No, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, Bill, what DVDs do we have this week? I'm really excited. All right, uh, starting off with DVDs for May 16th. May 16th, 2017, with Ben on Blu-ray. I reckon y'all want cable new days. You mean like rats? You mean Ben, the sequel to the rampaging rodent chiller Willard, starring Lee H. Montgomery as young Danny Garrison, a neglected kid. Look like a rat! Finds a new little friend in Ben. Is this the one Michael Jackson did the song for? It is! All right! Touch me, I yell rat. Oh. Yes, uh, nothing like having an intelligent rat whose furry minions slaughter most of the cast. I think you Uh, sense my tips! Um, are they bad people? Don't the rats kill all bad people, or do they kill some good people? I think, I don't really think... Rats have a sense of good and evil. I think. <laughs> I don't. But don't they get revenge for uh, Willard for uh, treating him bad? People treating him bad? Are yeah, they- but I think, you know, rats in general, they're just kind of chaotic neutral. Yeah. They, they do what they want. You know what would be scary? To be smothered in rats. Smother yeah. me in gravy, you big dirty man. Smothered in in rats or uh, smothered in cockroaches. Ah! Or or smothered in stink Make the move. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's Ben. Leave it to Shout Factory to give us give us such a classic on Blu-ray. What are some of the um, the song? How did it go? Like Ben? Can you? Can you look it up on YouTube? I'm not singing that shit. Come on, Bill. Come on, hum a few bars for me. I no. Come on, you know, you know, you can sing, Bill. It wasn't the Jack. It wasn't. It was Jackson Five that did it. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was the Jackson because it was 1972, and it was nominated. The best original song. <laughs> You're saying it like, why doesn't everybody know this? <laughs> this one goes out to you, Stephen. My killer rat. Oh, this is such a good song. We miss you, Michael. Such a... Movie, it has this beautiful 
special song for it. Yes, so effed up. That's so sweet. Good stuff. All right, yes. now what other DVDs do you have? A, rat. a song about a killer rat. <laughs> Yikes. Ah, and, and, dear, dear. A killer rat and his killer crew. Um, next, uh, we have Inferno from 1953. Inferno. Inferno. In 3D, nonetheless. This is one of those Twilight Times. Inferno, but close enough. Just kind of like, huh? Uh, So, yeah, Inferno, I'm not entirely familiar with this film. Uh, 1953. Hmm. uh, I'm sure some of our listeners are. uh, Probably Harry Knowles. Um, a tough, hard-driving business tycoon <laughs> suffers a broken leg and is left to die in the desert by his scheming wife and her greedy lover. Sounds like Maybe something that would be on Mystery Center in year 3000. Yeah, it's ripe for it. You know what, with MST, weren't you surprised they didn't do some more modern movies, at least? I am. I am, but I have a feeling maybe that'll come later. Like Mac and Me or something like that. Oh my god, I would kill for an MST3K of Mac and Me. (laughs) (laughs) I know, that would be great. All right. Um, Jeez, this week just has a ton of like triple pack uh, crap. Like, I guess Universal has decided to. Holy s! Oh, s! Just about every piece of shit they've released in the past 30 years on 4K Blu-ray. Jurassic World, King Kong, The Mummy. The Mummy? Yeah, The Mummy Trilogy in 4K. Wow. uh, Yeah. Brendan Fraser in 4K. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite DVD, well, Blu-ray uh, <laughs> collection of the week, though, would be from Mill Creek Entertainment, purveyor of excellent films, with the it Payback sucks. Triple Feature Collection featuring Blind Fury with Rudger Hauer, ah. Silent Rage with Chuck Norris, <laughs> And White Line Fever with Jan Michael Vincent. Oh, hell yeah. You got Chuck Norris there, Rutger Howard, Jan Michael Vincent. I mean, and to name it the payback time triple feature. Steven worked worked with a guy. He was friends with a guy who was in Blind Fury. Really? Was it the Randall Tex Cobb? No, he was one of the the minions for the guy. Yeah, one of the thugs. Oh. His his name in the movie was Popcorn. Did they shoot that in Arlington? I don't know where they shot they did it. Shoot, did they shoot it in Texas? I don't I know. I know that he kind of went out on a different... He was also... He was in the movie Six Pack, right? No, The Dirt Bike Kid. The Dirt Bike Kid! The Dirt Bike Kid! Yeah, my buddy was the biker chasing Messy Marvin around. <laughs> oh my god, that? I've watched that movie so many times. 
That was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. So the big couldn't movie, get enough of it. Peter I think I, was, was was a guy I worked with. Was a friend of mine. I think I watched it a lot because I was hoping that while I was watching it, it would turn out. into a Christmas story. Like I was like, this has got to get this. This is going to turn into a Christmas story at any moment. I know it. I know it. I just keep watching and waiting for it. <laughs> All of a sudden, it just it just keeps going. <laughs> they did shoot uh, that one here in Fort Worth and Arlington. All I know, like that area, is uh, uh, Logan's Run and that god awful Mickey Rourke movie that was shot in the mall. Point oh, blank. Yeah, it was a shot in town center, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and, so funny. And now the Dirt Bike Kid was filmed here. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> All right, moving Don't on. Be done. We yeah. might remember it in the morning because you're an alcoholic. Whoa, what the hell? Who's an alcoholic? Who's he talking about? I I don't know. Uh, moving on, we have Resident Evil, the final chapter on Blu-ray and 4K Blu-ray. Oh, man, the stunning saga is finally over. Yeah, it's, it's come to the end. Oh, my God. Uh, and it says Alice, Claire, and Wesker rush to the hive where the red queen plots total destruction over the human race. So wait, Alice, Claire and Wesker have teamed up at this point. It's like zombies. Did anyone else totally ship Wesker and Alice? Come on, you guys. Am I right? Yeah. I, I'm so confused. Yeah, me too. I don't know I, what the hell's going on in those movies. Yeah, did they? I think they just completely derailed from the video games. Like they're like, let's just start making shit up at this point. I know. All uh, right, moving Paul on. W. We have, Anderson. quite frankly, the Blu-ray of the week. I'm still pissed that I did not. Or I forgot. In, in, my, in my absent-mindedness to pre-order this directly from Shout Factory so that I could get the poster, Streets of Fire on Blu-ray. Oh, from the Knox side! No, that's Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh, shit. Uh, 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 <laughs> Dang, my brain's not resetting. Um, <laughs> Streets of Fire, you know, it's the same guy, Michael Paré, right? He's got yeah, Michael Paré, Diane Lane, Walter Hill, song. Diane Lane, Willem Dafoe, Rick Moranis, Amy What's Madigan. What's the song from that? Ooh. Streets of Fire. How does it go? Well, I'll tell you what. Natalie could sing every song from it because we actually bought it, bought the soundtrack on vinyl. She she loves this film. I haven't seen it in ages, but I'm dying to get a hold of this Blu-ray because it looks amazing. Really? Yeah, they did a brand new 2K scan of the inner positive. Oh, I remember it, this song's in it, Bill. The uh... You know the, I can dream about you. Yeah. This is like MG Designs Radio, isn't it? Yep. It's a great song, man. Oh, yeah. The nostalgia, it's just like seeping in, man. Yeah, 
got to wait till they hit the chorus, Bill. Times. That's not even uh, the the main song from it, is it? No, it's not. I the main song is the one. Um, oh God, what was Diane the name Lane of the main song? A... Um, Tonight is what it means to be young. Was that the one? Was that the main one? Or nowhere to fast? Or I, I should know. go. I that the album is like sitting like ten feet from me. I should go grab it and look. Was Diane Lane really singing in that? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think she was. So that's coming out in 4K? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's a 2K uh, remaster of the Interpositive. Oh, okay. Uh, it's still they've gorgeous, got, though, They right? did a DTS HD Master Audio 5.1 track, a DTS Master Audio 2 stereo track, um, the mo- from the movie's original stereo mix, uh it's like the the um, the 5.1 is extracted from the 70 millimeter six track. I had no idea there was a 70 millimeter print of this film. <laughs> Plasma rocks it over LCD, yo. That now that now that I know that I would. It's probably blown up from 35 millimeter. I highly doubt they shot Streets of Fire in 70 millimeter, but but uh, apparently it's just absolutely incredible. They say the master shout his source is in excellent condition, sounds louder than ever. The Stunning. concert numbers uh, are boisterous with good directionality. You know, they're just saying it, it, it's for for its age and the uh, source material that they got from it. They're giving it like four out of five stars for video and five out of five for audio. So apparently this is probably the best the film has looked in a very long time. I'd be willing to watch it again. I watched it as a child a lot, and I was watching it mainly for the part where Michael Parry has the shotgun and he's shooting the motorcycles. I thought that was so cool. But uh, I'd like to, you know, watch it and actually soak it all in. That takes a kid, buddy. Uh, next, we have another 80s classic coming from Warner Archive who has been doing a bang-up job lately on their Blu-ray releases. We have Matthew Modine and Linda Fiorentino in Vision Quest. Vision Quest! And we know that's a Madonna song right there that she did that. Willie Vision right there. Yeah, this was one of those ones that I watched way too many times uh, as a kid. Am I in Vision Envisionment was... Quest? <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I want to see Envisionment Quest with Buddy en- Velasco. <laughs> Envisionment Quest, where you get arrested for a DUI. Bartolo Velastro, <laughs> a.k.a. Buddy. <laughs> a.k.a. Buddy. Um, and you know what? It wouldn't be complete releasing Ben on Blu-ray without Shout Factory also releasing... Willard on Blu-ray. Ah, yes. So you can pick up both. And have a rat double feature. Have a rat double feature. The only thing missing is the early 80s creepy film, was it Rat Boy? Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Jeez, it was looking like a rat! 
Uh, Rat Boy, I remember Sandra Locke directed that. That was Clint Eastwood's old girlfriend. And it was literally a boy who had a rat face. It was the worst movie you could ever watch. (laughs) Yeah, it was really, really horrible. Really, really, really. Nothing says badass like a flying rat? It's, it. I can't, I remember, was it Rick Baker did the makeup for it? Um, it was just a horrible film. There's like, there's, there's never any backstory to it. He's just a rat boy. Yeah. (laughs) His reputation tarnished. And like, uh, I just remember he was, he like was dumpster diving and it's kind of like a, like almost like like a King Kong kind of a storyline. That takes the cake, buddy. Like let's let's take the Rat Boy and put him in a you know they don't literally put him in a carnival, but they it's try like, to. Nobody like, would go see a Rat Boy for entertainment. Like, let's pay, <laughs> yeah, let's pay some money for this shit. You know, I just remember it being on HBO repeatedly. In the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to take this! And I would watch it. So, yeah, if you really want to have a true rat triple feature, watch Willard, Ben, and then Sandra Locke's Rat Boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Or uh, or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or, or just, you know, bring, listen to the song Ben and just feel better about life. Touch me, I yell rat. Uh, and... Then we have a film. This one goes out to Adam Howard. Oh. And Triple uh, X, Return of Xander Cage on Blu-ray and 3D Blu-ray. Go downstairs, Mary. That's hilarious. And they're quite... I, I just have to say that there are no less than six different editions of this film. What? Hilarious. So we have the standard Blu-ray release, the 3D Blu-ray release. Wow. Was that The Best Buy exclusive Steelbook release. Excuse me. The Target exclusive Blu-ray release. Wow. With fur coat. Yes. The 4K Blu-ray release. And the Best Buy exclusive 4K Blu-ray release. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Because we just needed... This movie just... It has to spread. Yeah. Like herpes like herpes yeah it's just kind of shocking that uh they wouldn't this movie did not make that much money no i mean honestly excuse me did it does it really (laughs) require it like like the people at best buy and target were like no 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 we need our own version of this film yeah. This is like a triple black belt in Taekwondo. This dude could probably me up right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steven and I did, uh, we saw the movie and we did a, uh, a a movie react to that. So if you guys want to check that out after you buy one of these mini editions. Yes, absolutely. Well, just kiss my ass from now on! 
God! Oh my God! Jeez! Easy. And uh, that's the DVDs for this week. Oh wow! That was a great set of DVDs. There we got Rats. We got Triple X. We got uh, we got Streets of Fire. I'm really digging that, Bill. Thank you so much for doing the DVDs this week. Absolutely bogus. What? What the hell, man? Why is that <laughs> bogus? <laughs> I want to have the envisionment quest. Holy sh! Oh sh! Me too. And I'm also gonna have me some. Um, uh, nachos. Meat nachos, mm. and then smother me in gravy, a big dirty man. <laughs> and then have me uh, uh, film uh, a thon. Got a, wait, a rat film a thon? Yeah, that's what I mean. This happens all the time. Yeah, all come on, rat film a thons, Bill. Isn't that a common thing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, thank you for doing the DVDs this week. You are quite welcome. Buddy, come back. Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And You know, I'd probably react the same way if I saw bees. Bees! Just run. All right, I do that every time I see bees. Me too. Wasps really scare the shit out of me, though. All right, everyone, that was episode 307 of Nowhere on Mulberry. We hope you enjoyed the show. It was a long one. We did a marathon show there. We talked three hours again. We talked about everything, man. Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, sorry for Adam spoiling it for everybody. Podcast rules. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast rules. Everyone knows you should only do 30 minutes, right, Bill? Well, and now, I mean, honestly, he spoils. uh, Guardian of the Galaxy. He plays uh, Stardew, Stardust, Stardew Valley for us all. We never yep. have to play it because we know exactly what happens, and he will continue to fill us in. I hope oh, his horse yeah, farm expands. Mountain Dew Valley. That's what I would like. To Mountain Dew Valley. Oh my God! I'm jump on you <laughs> like a spider monkey. Well, guys, everybody knows where to go. You go to NowhereInMulberry.com after listening to the show or uh, a place called E.T. Landfill. That's right. I'm thinking of changing the name of the show. Do you think I should? <laughs> Bye, you know. I don't know you if we should more, do uh, Entertainment uh, Mulberry. Yeah. Inter- Ooh, I like that, Bill. Entertainment <laughs> Mulberry. Sounds good. I can tell some uh, the ladies are about to come inside, but that's okay. Baby's about to freak out. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I want to thank the chat room. We had a pretty big chat room tonight, didn't we, Bill? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I'm in there. There's Adam Sexton, Natalie, Jose, Ken Proventure. Ken! uh, Jose, in fact, was really, really into those horribly racist uh, drops. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he was. Also, Positively Ken. Hey, Ken, what's up? 
And there's two people elsewhere listening. That's awesome. Yes, Ken, your voicemail did get in. Yes, absolutely. We got that. You're demented. Oh my gosh, that's not nice. Um, also, don't forget, guys, to find our... You know what? Tweakers will steal anything. Yeah, that's true. They will. Uh, that, is that who's in your... Are tweakers in your house? They're still in the copper, Bill. Oh my god. This happens all the time. I know. The cost of doing business in the ghetto. <laughs> hey, I don't live in the ghetto. Hey, I've lived in your... I, I, yeah, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> this is why I have a concealed carry permit. <laughs> God. You know what? I think I have – I think all of my neighbors are that guy. Oops. Especially the, especially the one that we drive by with the Confederate flag every every day. Wow. This sucks. Yeah, I've seen that. Like driving by, you see somebody's garage opening. You go, wait, is that a big Confederate flag tacked to their wall in their garage? Yeah. No. Sure no. See, at least that's subtle. At least they hide their overt, overt white supremacy in their garage in Ohio, they fly it on the flagpole. Uh, yeah, I'm f-ing serious. They display their ignorance and racism, just just overt bigotry out in the open in Ohio, and they are so proud of it. Proud warrior. Yeah, they're proud of that, aren't they? <laughs> you would be so proud. who are you talking about buddy (laughs) oh what i was saying guys in the show notes to this episode there will be a link to our new channel on youtube i need 100 subscribes if you could please subscribe to that it would really help and it would also help our friend bartolo velastro aka buddy that's right. It would help him too because his reputation tarnished. Yes, yep. he needs to. His that. his fondant stale. You have so many fans that love you. <laughs> his his buttercream spoiled. It his sponge is. cake soggy. Oh, I saw Natalie just uh, asked about the YouTube channel. Let yes. me uh, give that URL to her right now in the chat room. And everybody can go and subscribe. Subscribe that puppy right now. Boom goes the dynamite. Oh, what do you think about go. that? I'm subscribing. Oh, thanks, man. That's awesome. It's just dynamite. Yeah, it is dynamite. Oh, you put the trailer react up there. Yeah. Nice. Boom goes the dynamite. That's brilliant. Okay, perfect. I made that myself with Windows uh, Media. Battlefield Bad Company 2? Yeah, yeah. I played that not too long ago and streamed it. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's old Twitch plays and stuff. But I'm going to put uh, episodes of our show and stuff on there. Awesome. And then eventually, that's my dream, guys. Turning the spare bedroom into a studio where we do the show live on camera we will be, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be on Twitch. We'll be talk, doing our show. Bill, you'll be in a little square there uh, or a big square, you know, where right next to our square. It'll be I like just want to be the center there. square with Paul Lynn. Yes, you will be. And uh, we will be uh, doing the show, basically. That's my dream. Eventually, we'll do it. And it'll be cold in there. Really too bad. 
I don't know what that means. Oh, yes. How how do we get paid? Uh, through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash landfill. We've lost a couple of patrons, uh, but uh, we hope to gain more. Like I said, every month now, beginning of the month, you will get a patron-only episode called Patron Update, where I'll tell you about different things. I dropped uh, an actual tidbit in the chat room tonight for people to know. Something like this, Bill. Not many people know this. Most of the breaks, the very last commercial will be a McDonald's commercial. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone notice that? Uh, I don't know which one you, you use tonight, but uh, my favorite will always be Hard Nosed Mrs. Hatcher. <laughs> yes. This one was the girl playing the uh, piano recital. Oh, yes. She, she wants to go to McDonald's after. Yeah, and it's uh, what was it? Yeah, I remember that one. McDonald's really had the best '80s commercials. They really did. I mean, even even like the 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 wishing upon a star one with Birdie, and then the little kid that falls down ice skating, and Ronald saves him. The little boy, he Ronald. Nobody will skate with the little boy. All his friends leave him, but Ronald skates with him. Yeah, if you don't think about it too hard, it doesn't get creepy. But anyway, no. Still, the best commercials. I mean, Jason Alexander dancing for the McDLT. The hot stays hot. The cool stays cool. Hell yeah! Can't sleep. Clown'll eat me. Oh come Can't on! Sleep. It's Ronald McDonald. He's not gonna hurt you. Okay. This is why I have a concealed carry permit. No, don't shoot Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> But also, the $5 tier on Patreon will now include a special... Uh, <laughs> there's just noise going over here. Uh, will include a Jstrom commentary. Nice. And maybe from time to time. And what I want to do is my top 10 favorite films of all time. And I can tell you right now what the first film will be, but I don't know if I should. Well, I know for a fact that you and I still have to do the commentary for Commando. It was requested yes. by Hannah and Mike Parks we of New Zealand. And also, don't forget about a Ghostbusters 2 one. Oh, God, yes. But yes. This, this first kind of solo commentary I want to do is for... Should I tell him, Stephen? I don't know. Can I... I'm just going to guess. Is... is Moon... Top 10 favorite films of mine. Um, uh, Nightbreed is not on that list. <laughs> Nightbreed. Uh, Mad Max Road Warrior. That's definitely in the top 10, it but is, that's is not the first one. Aliens. Is who? Liam? Yes. I know what the movie is. What is it? Okay, how about this? I'll play a drop and see if people will get what this is. Take the king off <laughs> Do you know what that is, Bill? No, I could barely hear it. Okay, here we go. The pink elephant, please. The pink elephant, please. Any idea? God, that sounds so familiar. I won a pink elephant for my girlfriend. Oh, Dark Man! Yes. yes. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah. I'm really Sam Raimi's brilliant Dark Man with. Uh, with Lenny from uh, L.A. 
law and benny stolwitz yes i'm it's one of my favorite movies of all time and i could talk a lot about it and i want to do that for you guys honestly one of the best films sam raimi did a comic book film before they got real popular and stuff and he did a great job on it and i'd love to talk about it it's like a pulpy superhero movie yeah and liam neeson is fantastic in it and for $5 and above, uh, you will get those pretty regularly. And here's the thing. They're going to be patron only probably for like a year. Yeah. So they won't be available on the feed. The only I think all them. commentaries that we do from this point forward should be patron only. So yeah. if you want the commentaries, become a patron. Yeah, I'm f***ing serious. Yeah. Bobby's serious too, Bill. Good. He also, should be serious. He He's some, a professional. He has something to share with us. I want to see her naked, okay? Oh my god. The guy's sick. It's not creepy at all. You f***ing cockpock me. You f***ing throw me under the bus. <laughs> yeah, throw him under the bus and run over him, right, Steven? Alright, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, thank you to everyone. Sean Uyoka, Adam Sexton, Ken Preventure, Swiley for sending a voice. I was like, who was the last one? I'll go ahead. <laughs> it popped in my head. Thank you guys so much for sending voicemail. Guys, send some more voicemail. We're going to do some more shows, man. We love this podcasting, man. That's what it's all about. It's By the way, thing. it's happening. I saw the other day there's a podcast called Now This Is Podcasting. Can you believe that? It's called Stop Now This you. Is Podcasting. Is that trademarked? I don't know, probably. Did we ever trademark that? No. It's just a silly thing, you know, for the end of the show, but I think that's funny. Oh, We've only been chance. using it for 10 plus years. I know. I need to uh, trademark this, Bill. Scrum diddly emption. Uh, it's probably, yeah. probably Willy I, Wonka owns that. Roll Doll might have something to... There's a state might have something to say about that, but... <laughs> Bartolo Velastro, a.k.a. Buddy. That's right, a.k.a. Buddy. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Steven, Bill, I love you guys. Bill, congratulations. Thank you very much. We're very proud of you here in the NIM inner circle. Awesome job, Bill. I'm very proud of myself. You should be. (laughs) Very humble, Bill. Yes, always. (laughs) You should be proud. You know who else is proud? He would be so proud. Buddy's father, he's proud of you. No. That, you know what? That means a lot. He's disappointed in Buddy, though. His reputation tarnished. Yeah, he really, Buddy really just screwed the pooch on that one. It'll never happen again. Yeah, sure, it won't, Buddy. Let's give him you the benefit so of the doubt. He'll, he'll get you. back to those cereal treats and fondant cake <laughs> sooner or later. Cereal treats! I love it! Well, guys, thank you for listening to Mulberry. Nowhere in Mulberry. We love you, and we'll see you next time. Right, Steven? Yes, we will. All right. Bye, Bill. Bye, Steven. Bye. Bye, Bye, Jason. Bye. Oh. Well, you probably want to be alone, huh? Yeah. Okay, good. All righty.
single-handedly anxious. Now this is podcasting. Okay, let's assess the situation. You're demented. I want to f***ing see her naked, okay? And the cost of doing business in the ghetto. Steroid-infused blow-up doll. <laughs> what? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He's a dead man! Don't play f***ing dumb. You're not even going to remember it in the morning because you're a f***ing alcoholic. Excuse me. Just say something to me. You can't arrest me. I'm the cake boss. I'll bring you more table today. What the? Who's the biggest city? It is the most condensed. But the people can't afford the biggest city. That was a crazy trip, you guys. Woo! Oh, man, my nose is running like crazy. But yeah. at least my voice doesn't hurt. That's surprising. Yeah, that was fun. That was a cool alternate universe, wasn't it? That was. It's weird. It's amazing. 